How, how was that? It was crisp water on a cool Saturday afternoon. It is it is a cool because it's October, and it's feeling nice and brisk. Because brisk is a term that you only use for the fall. I don't know who said that. It might be a haiku thing, mm. but it is true. Uh, good temperature. I'm feeling cozy. I got a nice hoodie on. You know, I'm I'm feeling good. It's good. I got a jacket over there if I need it. Right. We're talking about some sports movies today. Which is always exciting, right? It's super exciting because that, that means Moneyball. That does mean Moneyball. And uh, welcome back, everybody, to the Stagler. I am Justin. And I'm Nick. And that's what we're talking about today. But before we get into all that good stuff, we have other things we have to do, like what we've been up to since last show, right? That Yes, that's what we do. And since the last show... A lot has happened on the TV landscape, for me, at least. Okay. The boys had two more episodes, and uh, I criticized the boys pretty... I wouldn't say pretty hard, but I, a little bit. Last time you mentioned Last that week. if they... You were prepared to really come down on the series if the next two episodes didn't shape up. You were ready to... I was. I was. Yeah, yeah, so... But I am very happy to say that they are picking up the slack. Okay. The... Ne- the next episode right after the one that I said that they need to start like making like the heroes of the show like more interesting. Yeah. That whole episode is like basically dedicated to that. Good, 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 good. So that was cool. Do you um, think they watched the show and were like, guys, we got to get together right now. <laughs> the Stagler was like criticizing. We fucked up. Okay. We fucked up. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Right. Yeah. And, uh, we got a lot of cool backstory for some, one of the main characters and, um, it had a really funny, disturbing moment that I wanted to share with you. Okay. Um, there's a part where basically most of the episode takes place in this like insane asylum where they're like testing people with Compound V to like make more superheroes or whatever. Okay. But a lot of them are like going crazy and stuff, so it's not going good. And a bunch of crap happens, and a lot of them get out. And there's this one guy who his power is he his uh his meat per se is very large and can move around and extend. Okay. Uh, it's like a big, long tentacle. So it's Mr. Fantastic, but worse. <laughs> yes. And there's a part where it comes, like, flying through the window. Okay. <laughs> and it grabs M.M. around the throat, and it's, like, choking him. Mm-hmm. And, like, none of them realize what it is. Okay. And then they, like, get rid of it or whatever, and then they, like, knock the guy out, and then they see it. It just, like, slowly retracts, like, mm-hmm. back up his back up his leg, Can't and wait, they're all yeah. just like, oh, my God. <laughs> it sounds juvenile. Okay, and frankly, this is a family show. Right. And I will not <laughs> have sorry. dick talk on the show. Okay? <laughs> I thought that was funny. That is pretty funny, actually. Um, and then the latest episode was also pretty all right. Um it had a good balance, actually, of both hero and uh, superhero, which mm. are the bad guys, right? Uh, stuff, um, and it ended in a very shocking fashion, just like the ending of Suspiria. We I feel like we've been talking oh. about Suspiria a lot. Oh, yeah, literally, like everybody's heads just start exploding. Great, awesome. Um, so I don't know what that's about, because uh-huh. uh, like er- way earlier in the season, somebody's head explodes, and they're like, "Who did that?" Um, but then like. In the end of this one, like, 
30 people's heads explode. Yeah. And it's like, what is going on? But the show's still got some episodes left, right? One. One episode left. It has left. one episode left. Gotcha. Which isn't interesting. I don't know. I'm hoping either maybe the next episode will be like longer mm-hmm. or something because there's kind of a lot that they're going to need to like jam pack in there. Right, right, right. But we'll see how they handle it. Um, good cliffhanger for the penultimate. Yeah. Do so you have we'll see what's a popping. theory? I think it's Stormfront. Oh. But I don't know how she could be blowing people's heads up. But What's she's her power? What's her like, power? What's her power? Well, she's like lightning zappies. But oh, okay. she's also been around for like a f- like hundred and something years because mm-hmm. she was like the first person to ever get Compound V. But she still looks like really young. Gotcha. And she used to be like another superhero and she was like married to like a Nazi or something. She's a very, very bad person. Okay, so real old though. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I don't know, maybe she has like another power to just like blow people's faces off whenever mm. she wants, but I don't know. Power. I, other, other than that, I literally have no idea who could be blowing these people's heads up. Okay. But yeah, it was really nasty and it was fun, I guess. Nasty and fun. <laughs> the boy season two. Speaking of nasty. Mm. Oh my goodness. Raised by wolves finale. Getting gross. Uh, very disturbing at certain points, but raised by wolves. First season is over now. Right, yeah, yeah, it's the end. Um, I very much enjoy this show. Okay. It's extremely original. Um, obviously, I talked about like the beautiful images and everything. The performances are good all around. Some of the child actors are eh. Mm-hmm. There's one part where I was like, wow. But they're like super side character okay, children, yeah. so I was like, I can let it slide, I guess. Yeah. Um, but the finale is like, crazy wild like ridley scott just like doing whatever he wants basically sure um and i thought we were gonna have like another like chestburster type scene from alien oh, yeah because it was getting like that like the mother is like pregnant mm-hmm. or whatever and she has like this baby and it's like po- you can see it like poking out of her stomach and i was like oh my god it's gonna like come out yeah. but then it like sh- shifts it up and it comes out of her mouth oh cool but it's like just this like regular weird, childbirth, like, right? Of course, <laughs> and it's like this weird, like snake demon flying thing, mm-hmm. and it like floats around and then it, like attaches onto her and starts like feeding. And this is it's really weird. The show is loosely based on like biblical stuff, though, right? It seems like it because it's funny because the or perhaps not loosely point I don't know. is they're trying to get to like the tropical zone or whatever mm. of this planet. And in the end, mother and father, they want to kill this, like, demon creature that has been born. So they go down one of the pits in the planet, which leads them to, like, the core of the earth. And they're just going to, like, crash into the core and, like, blow up or whatever. Yeah. But they actually go, like, through it, which is weird. And then they go, like, all the way to the other side of the planet into the tropical zone, which is, like, an Eden-type landscape. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because uh, there's a man and a woman in, like, this beautiful Eden-like landscape. And then there's like a demon serpent. Yeah. So, so. The, it's like very obvious what they're going for. Um, but yeah, and all the kids are together. The whole gang's together. And uh, my man, Marcus, is like a complete psychopath now. Cool. He's gone off the deep end. Um, and uh, remember I said the the Mithraic like, ship like crashed or whatever on the yeah, planet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The atheists now have like arrived at the planet too in their ship. Their ship hasn't crashed or anything, but they've arrived. So now the world's got a lot bigger. So there's probably going to be like another war again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
But we'll see what's popping there. Marcus is trying to recruit some people. Uh, and there's a giant – the snake is, like, huge now. And there's, like, a giant snake that flies. It's terrifying. Has only a season two been announced? I think so. So not two, three. It's just, just two just for two now. Just two for now. But okay. I, we'll see what happens if they want to go for a third season or not. All right, yeah. But I very much like the show. If you like sci-fi and, like, really weird, messed up stuff, this is it. This is the show for you. Sounds like it. Um, so, yeah, Raised by Wolves, I'll be waiting for the season two whenever in, like, 2046. HBO Max? HBO Max, that's where you get it. It's, cool, like, cool. the first thing that I've finally got to, like, watch on HBO Max. Really? Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I watched an anime called Erased. You ever seen this? Oh, sounds familiar. I mean, I've never seen it, but, you know. It's real short. It's, like, a 12-episode miniseries, and it's basically about this dude who he has this, like, ability to, like, sometimes he just lives a normal life, but every now and then he'll just, like, go back in time, like, five minutes. So, uh, that one JoJo character. Sure. Yeah. So he'll just go back in time five minutes, but he'll keep on going back in time unless he can, like, stop something bad from happening. Oh. So, like, every time he goes back, he has to be like, oh, okay, I have to figure out, like, something bad that's going to happen, then I have to stop it, and mm-hmm. then the world can continue to go on normally. Um, but what happens is one time he goes like way back, like 20 years all the way to when he was a kid or whatever. Mm. And he figures out that he's going to try to need to save like one of his childhood friends from being like abducted and murdered or whatever. Cool. Yeah. Really cool. (laughs) Really awesome stuff. Um, and the show's just about basically that. And uh, it was pretty good. Mm -hmm. I think, I don't know if it's overhyped, but it is good. I, it's, it's a solid show. Um, but I feel like some people might. I mean, everyone is entitled to their own opinion. True. But I feel like some people are like, this is the greatest anime of all time. And I'm just like, not mm-hmm. really not really there for it. Um, but it is good. as really great. The main character is really great. Again, kind of like in, in Parasite. Um, but it has some interesting things going on. And one thing that I thought was really dumb is who the kidnapper murderer is. Um, I won't spoil for anybody, but I found it to be extremely obvious from, like, the second episode. Gotcha. And then they it gets revealed, like, at the end, and it, they, like, played up to be this, like, huge thing. And I'm like, this was, like, this was common knowledge yeah. if you, like, even, like, barely pay attention to the show. Um, Did I ever talk about... Sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. Did I ever talk about how I beat Persona 4, like, right as last episode aired? No. Okay. Well, I did. And I felt that it had a very similar problem. Same with Persona 5. There's like, in both of those games, there's like, oh, who is this person, right? And in both of them, as soon as that person appeared on screen for the first time, I was like, it's them. It's that guy right there. Then you have to play the whole like 70 hour game Mm. to get to, it's that guy. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But I got it like, I don't know. That was like, annoyed me about that. But those games are good. And your show sounds interesting. Um, And then... I always figured, I'll, I guess I'll go a little spoilers here. Um, I figured that he would have to die for to save his I, friend or whatever. That would be the thing he has to yeah, change. Yeah, yeah. Well, I figured, like, there'd be some entity who was like, yeah, the worst thing that happened was you being born. <laughs> He'd have to <laughs> stop himself from being born. Right. Which, um, that's not the case. Okay. It's actually, it it might be worse. <laughs> oh, really? Um, he gets kidnapped by the kidnapper. Mm-hmm. And then the kidnapper, like, drives him into a freezing lake. Sure. And he gets, like, trapped and he, like, drowns, you think. But he doesn't drown. He goes into, like, a coma. 
One thing that bothered me is they they don't show how he like escapes the freezing lake in the car. Oh. But then he's just like, oh, he was in a coma for like 25 years. Yeah. And he wakes up 25 years later and all of his friends are alive and stuff. But he like doesn't get to live any of his life. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like the girl that he was saving, they kind of had like a connection, mm-hmm. like a romantic connection. And now she's like married to like one of his good friends from elementary school. Cool. And I'm just like. This sucks yeah, for this that, guy that really bad. Sucky. Um, and that's like how it ends. He's just like, yeah, okay. I'm is he back happy now. with it, or is he like, oh my gosh? I mean, no, he's like all right with it, but okay. I, <laughs> because, I would not be. All but right I was with like, it. uh, that yeah. sucks like big time. Mm, what can you do? You know? Yeah, I guess. When you have time powers, it's never gonna end well. Basically, that's what I'm saying. So I don't know. Her race was pretty good. Okay. Uh, and I got one more thing. I finally finished. A Storm of Swords, the third book, mm. the Song of I- a Song of Ice and Fire, which is what inspired the series TV series Game of Thrones, which we talked about at length. We did, yeah, in a previous episode. Uh, this book is pretty good. Good, um, continuing the trend. Right. Yes, the books are very good. Um, I find uh, the John, the John Snow chapters are like way more interesting, really. Than I thought. Mm. Well, I didn't. I guess I didn't think that they'd be like not interesting, but they're like way more interesting than the show. Mm. Um, and a lot of the other ones are like basically the same. But I really, really enjoy the John and the Jamie chapters too, because it's good to get inside of Jamie's head. Jamie. Um, but yeah, and there's just some slight differences that like it's starting to deviate a little more yeah. as I got later into the book. But um, just some like in- interesting things that I just. I don't know, like, Egret, Remember Egret? Yeah, Egret, of course. She dies, like, not, like, way earlier, but, like, earlier. Okay, the same way? Yeah. Okay. Well, okay, Ollie doesn't exist in the book. Aww. This is important. So, Ollie good. doesn't Ollie doesn't shoot her. Okay, that's good, but it's... I like to hate Ollie. <laughs> right. He just, like, comes across Egret and she's, like, on the ground with, like, an arrow in her. Okay, so Ollie does exist, but he's in secret. <laughs> right. It's, it was Ollie the whole time. Yeah. He'll get revealed at the end, and he's like, I'm the Night King. <laughs> I am the Night King. <laughs> Dude, imagine if Ollie killed the Night King, and it was a whole turn where everyone was like, Ollie, savior of the realm. Oh, dang. And then be. he was like, kill Jon Snow. <laughs> <laughs> Ollie the man. Um, and then Sam, Samwell Tarly, yeah. is not present at the castle black during like the battle yeah he's like okay. not there which i thought was interesting he's off with gilly and they're like trying to get back they're okay still from uh yeah yeah, yeah from yeah. craster's keep has he killed the white walker yet? yes okay he did cool. he did do that um they're called the others in the book by the way i don't know why they decided to change that but they're just called the others i much prefer the white walkers yeah i don't know the others that's lame and that's what it is. Maybe George shouldn't write the next book. <laughs> <laughs> um, one little thing that I just thought was funny is in when Oberyn and uh, the mountain, mountain yeah. face off, the mountain like swings at Oberyn and Oberyn like dodges it, but the mountain like hits like a random bystander like in the shoulder oh, okay. and like cuts his arm off. Wow. <laughs> and then that's he totally just on the decides bystander. to swing again and like chops his face off. <laughs> And okay. I was just like, why would they not put that in? That's like hilarious. That is pretty funny. Um, but yeah, other that's the same. See, they should have made it know. a really important character like Cersei. 
and they just chopped her face off. Just like in the middle of this battle. It's just like, oh, yeah, also he killed Cersei, Queen Regent. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, when Joffrey dies in the book, it's like a lot grosser. Oh, Even yeah. though it's really gross in the show. Yeah, it's the pigeon pie. But um, it's the same exact way he, the pigeon pie or whatever, and he drinks the thing and he yeah. chokes out or whatever. But when he's choking, he's like, in the book, he's like clawing his throat like open. Oh, like, open. Because like, he was doing to... it in the show, but not like. Yeah, blah. it's like. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that sounds really gross. I wonder if it would have worked. Probably. If they would have gave him like a good old like tracheotomy or whatever. <laughs> so like, like he can breathe. He, he had came. the right idea. He I suppose. Didn't, he needed the right tools. You need to get a, a Widowmaker or whatever. <laughs> Widowmaker. Widow's Whale. Widow's Whale. Widowmaker's Overwatch. <laughs> he needs to get Widowmaker from Overwatch. <laughs> to shoot him in the throat. And then boom. Joffrey's boom. okay. We're ready to rumble. Yeah. And I mean, she could probably take out the Night King too with a sniper rifle. Yeah. Probably. Or with them ass cheeks. Yo, you already know. <laughs> um, The biggest thing though that I was like kind of taken back from mm-hmm. is... Arya and the Hound, you know, they go on their little adventure together. Yeah, it's one of my favorite parts of the show. And you remember they walk into, like, Chickens? the like, tavern or whatever. Yeah, and they, they fight the people and she gets Needle back. Yeah, yeah. Remember? In the book, that happens just like normal. But right after that, um, she Arya leaves and gives the coin to the dude and is like, let's go. Yeah, yeah. So... I'm assuming, because now the book's over, I haven't read the next one yet, I'm assuming that she goes that way. And, and then Hound finds uh, Brienne would be the next thing? Yeah, but that confused me because they're together when that in happens. The show. And they try to go all the way to the Eerie in yeah. the show too. So yeah, I yeah. guess that just like doesn't happen at all. Mm-hmm. So that's like kind of really going. Yeah. So I don't know what's up with what they're going to do with the Hound. Mm-hmm. Or a he. I guess it's not they. It's he. Yeah. Uh. Um, but I, don't, I thought that was very strange and different. I like it. Yeah. But I mean, we still don't know how different it's going to be from the show for the last two books, you right, know, or yeah. especially the last book, Dream of Spring, mm. because of how it was received, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, so he might really mix it up. Yeah. You know? Well, there's I know there's a lot of characters. I'm sure I'll get to them in like the next two books that just like straight up don't exist at all. Like right. Victarion Greyjoy, who I was like, who is that? But apparently he's like a big player. And obviously Lady Stoneheart, who comes in at the very end of <laughs> yes, this book. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so another Greyjoy. That's actually really interesting. Yeah. To me. Cause that's like, yeah. Okay. Okay. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. So I'm, I'm digging to the fourth book ASAP. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And then. And then the fifth book, and then I'm on the waiting train with everybody else. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that was it for me. Pretty good week. I'd say I had a solid two weeks. That is a solid, very solid week. I didn't have as solid as that. But I did watch a few things. All right. Um, I watched... Well, okay, it was kind of... Remember that Will Ferrell movie I talked about, that Fire Saga movie? Eurovision? Yeah, whatever. Uh, it, I kind of watched this movie the same way that I watched that movie, where I saw like 90% of it. But it just kind of happened in front of me. And I'm talking about the new movie, Enola Holmes, starring Millie Bobby Eleven. Brown. Eleven. And Superman and uh, Bellatrix. Right? Oh, really? Yeah, Helena, Mo- Helena Bonham Carter, right? Yes. She's a small part. I mean, so is Henry Cavill. But it is Enola Holmes is Sherlock Holmes' little sister. And she... Yes. she is like basically a little Sherlock Holmes. That's kind of her deal. She's like the same person. 
and she's just got a mystery that she needs to solve. And there's like women's suffrage going on. She's trying to find her mom. Okay. And like women's suffrage is like a big thing that's happening at the time. And then she unravels like a different mystery with like a Duke of Tewksbury or something like that. Tewksbury. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was good. It was a really fun, like kids movie, you know, like uh-huh. if I was a kid, I'd probably really dig this movie. And I feel like it is a very, you know, feminist movie. You know, it's like, oh, girl, Sherlock Holmes, woman power, all that kind of stuff. But I don't feel like it's too in your face about it. There were a few moments where I was like, okay, I, we get it. You know? Okay. Um, like it's just parts where it's like, you don't need to bring down men to empower women. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's like we can lift everybody up together. You know what I mean? Uh, but it was still very good, very fun. There was one decision they made, which I don't know how I feel about it. Okay. A creative decision where Enola Holmes speaks to the audience. She breaks the fourth wall. Oh, fourth wall. And talks to the audience. Like, she's trying to figure out a riddle, and she's like, do you have any ideas? Like Dora. Well, well yeah, it's kind of like a weird Dora Holmes kind of situation. You know what I'm talking about? And uh, they do it here and there. I feel like they did it sparingly enough that each time it happened i was like oh right they're doing that in this movie do you see the murderer right exactly stuff like that um or you know a boy would say something at her and she'd glare at the camera like oh can you believe you said that to me i'm enola holmes this guy's just the duke of tewksbury you know what i mean tewksbury but still really fun if you have kids and you just need to put a movie on for them you'll get enough enjoyment out of it as an adult i think to watch it but i think kids would totally love it i haven't seen reviews or anything i bet it's right around like six point something just like middle of the ground right exactly uh but no it's good I, it, totally fine totally fine film <laughs> nice i will not watch it yeah yeah i know <laughs> but you know if you're watching kids or something be like oh let's watch an old home so they'll be like okay give me ice cream and they'll be like no ice cream before bed and they'll be like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> Okay, after that, I watched uh, Everybody Wants Some, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Three. There were three in the title. Uh, I think it's from 2016. Uh, Steven Soderbergh right after Boyhood. I think this is the one right after that. Uh, It's just about a guy. It's like 1980. Oh, wait, I might be wrong. Okay, it's a while ago. Vintage, you know. Vintage. But uh, it's it's about a baseball team the week before college starts, you know? Okay. So they're all moving into, like, the frat house, you know, and meeting all the members of the team. Your main character, I think his name is Jake. Jake. Just meeting everybody and then just having a good time, and then college starts. The whole movie is just drinking, partying, having sex, one day where they have baseball practice, <laughs> and then... The ending scene is them sitting in the classroom and, like, class starts. I have a weird relationship with this film. Okay. This film is good, but not everybody might like it, and I don't even know if I like it. Oh, okay. I can't relate or even enjoy the whole college drinking party, you know, women objectification to a certain extent. Sure. kind of vibe that a lot of things have going on with that uh i don't find it that entertaining to watch all these people being buffoons and jumping on tables and mm-hmm. being rowdy i don't need rowdy these rowdy teens and young adults 20 year olds 
uh, in, in my life. They can stay away from me. Right. But a lot of it was just like, it is very like, I think this movie is whole banking on being relatable. Like if this, if you can relate with nothing in this film, you're going to hate it. But if you can relate with it a lot, you're going to, which I guess is the basis of a lot of stuff. Right. But because it's so, it's so a based in reality movie, you know, it's nothing spectacular. That's kind of all it's going for is like, mm. remember when you were in college and it was 1975, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, all there were a lot of characters and they all had, you know, very specific personalities, you know, like this is, they're all weird, but there's like, Oh, this is a guy with the bowl cut who fights people for no reason. Oh, this is the black one. You know, this is the country boy is <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. This is the woman, the ladies man. And there were parts that I enjoyed where there were the camaraderie of just like the competitiveness between a group of guys, let alone an actual sports team, mm. but just in the competitiveness where I, or how men in a group can kind of just operate with each other because there's this character named Billy Autry. Billy Autry. Who's basically the outcast. He's like a freshman. Uh, okay. He's one of the freshmen. And he's not, he's my favorite character. He's not in 80% of the movie. He's there at the beginning. Then he leaves to go home to visit his girlfriend. And then he shows up at the end for practice. Right? Right. And, uh, but he's my favorite character. He's the country boy. I I like his funny accent. Country boy. You know? I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but th so they all pick on him or whatever. Instead of calling him Billy Autry, they came up with the most like bumpy name they could come up with, and they call him Buter Perkins. Buter Perkins, and he hates it or whatever. And I, I would hate that too. I know, but I just kind of resonated with that. It was like I've definitely been in a situation where it's a group of guys, and we all laser focus on the one guy who's like the runt of the litter, <laughs> and everybody knows it. You're like that guy is the guy. You know what yeah. I mean? So I was able. That was so relatable. Hashtag relatable. So I enjoyed that part of the film. But other than that, I, I it didn't get much with me. Me. There was an actual romance, like legitimate, like love thing with the main character and a girl from like the arts department. Kind of fell flat for me. It was Madison from Zombieland Two. Oh yeah. Didn't really get anything from it. Uh, a lot of the movie when they were talking seemed almost like pseudo intellectual to me. Maybe that was the point mm. because they're so young. It's like, oh, look how deep they're trying to be. Could be. Could be. Deep. But then the ending makes me not think that because I don't You'd have to watch the movie yourself to come to that conclusion. But mm. overall, it's serviceable at least. Pretty good at best. Pretty you know? good. Pretty, pretty good. good. Remember the guy from The Walking Dead? The last season you watched that he got like his face burnt by the thing, by a neat. Yeah. Negan and right, he steals Daryl's crossbow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that guy, guy. he's yeah. a, he's one of the college kids. Oh, nice. Yeah, and he's pretty good in it. Good I watched him. one other thing, and Uno that mas. was Logan Lucky, which also had a lot of fun accents. Yes, I've seen I've seen this. Twenty seventeen. Yeah, I think so. Which um, is crazy. It feels like for like way longer. Right, it does. Uh, Channing Tatum, Adam Driver, Daniel Craig, main people in it. It is a heist movie. It's Ocean's Eleven guy. Ocean Seven Eleven is literally a joke they make in the movie, and they're yes. all just trying to rob a, a vault from under a raceway, and they're trying to get the money. And that's that's the whole movie. It's just a heist. And the characters in this movie are so weird, very strange. They're just very strange, but it's very entertaining to just watch them be weird and talk in their funny ways. You know, 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> Did you just say cauliflower to me? It's like last time you said cauliflower, I ended up in juvie. It's a good film. Do you remember the part near the end where he goes to his daughter's recital and she sings Country Roads? Take me home. Country to Roads. That, that song? Do you remember that? No. That happens. It actually like almost made me cry. Because the song is very emotional. It's very good. And she was supposed to be singing Umbrella by Rihanna. Under my umbrella. But but Bella, because her dad Bella. showed up, she was like, oh my gosh, she made it. And so she sang her dad's favorite song. And she started singing that with no backing track. Just totally alone. West then the whole Virginia. crowd started singing with her. And I was like, because they're in West Virginia, by the way. Um, and I was just like, oh my gosh, you can't sing it because we'll get copyright struck. <laughs> so I'm trying to talk over you. We'll be all right. I was waiting until you were stopping. Um... Yeah, the only problem I have with this film, the heist is fun. I don't need to understand a heist to enjoy it, but I might have liked to a little right. bit more. The third act tries to pull like a switcheroo where you think he gives the money back, but he actually gave back half the money and kept the other half, which you don't find out until he like finds it in his yard or whatever. And then a Hillary Swank shows up in the last act to like unravel this for the audience, you know? And the raceway people end up not caring because the insurance covered what they lost and everything, even though they don't know how much they lost, which is another thing that just kind of gets brushed off. Right. The third act just kind of fell apart. But the rest of that movie, very fun to watch. Just fun to watch the people speak and interact with each other and have a good time. What are you thinking of? You just trying to remember? I was just listening and I was trying to think of the scenes you were talking about. Overall, I liked it. Again... I think all these movies basically in the same spot for me, honestly. They're just all right. They're just all perfectly fine. All right movies. I mean, if I looked at my ratings, 90% of, on a 1 to 10 scale, like 90% are going to be like 6 and 7, you know? Mm-hmm. That's just how that's just how movies are. I hate looking at people's lists, and they're all 1s or 10s. <laughs> There's no in-between. It's good or right. bad. But uh, that actually about does it for me, really. Because I was watching real sports movies the rest of the time. Heck yeah. Real ones. But before we get to that, uh, we have some sad news, I think. Really unfortunate. So here's the deal. I know everybody loves the box office section of the show that I got to do like twice. Yeah, everyone's really excited about it and we get emails all the time. Yes. Unfortunately, we're going to have to uh, cut the box office section of the show once again. Uh, because uh, no movies are coming out. All the movies that would make money have now been pushed back until next yeah. year. So it'll probably no come back as long as theaters come back. We'll probably start doing it. Yes, you if know? there's movies out that make money, I would love to tell everybody about it. <laughs> but we're going to wait a while until we're 100% sure that it'll just be normal again for movies to right. happen. Because Tenet flopped, so everyone else is scared to release their movie now. Yeah, like... Fast 9, because it got delayed again to May 2021. I would love to live in the world, the alternate dimension, where I have already seen Fast 9, because it was supposed to come out like eight months ago. Where you already have the Blu-ray. Oh, I would have it. Right, exactly. What a world. Let's let's think about it for a second. Wow. It would be great. Isn't that something? It would be really amazing. But we got some other stuff to, to handle right now in the real world. Okay. Yeah. 
And in the real world, the Academy establishes representation and inclusion standards for Oscars eligibility. So why don't you give us the rundown on this? Do you think you can do that? No. Okay, never mind. Basically, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't think I could. For the 96th Oscars, which is 2024, so this isn't anything that's going to come up until 2024. For Best Picture nominees only, right? Yes. There are certain diversity guidelines that must be met. They must meet two out of four standards. Standard A is on-screen representation, themes, and narratives. So this is like this the movie. What happens in the movie, like 42, which is a sports movie, would tick off A because mm. it deals with Jackie Robinson and all that. Um, so that deals with just the themes or the cast in general. So mm. really everything that viewers see is ch- box A. Standard B is creative leadership and project team. So this is basically the whole crew uh, seeing that there's at least 30% um, either women or for not white people, I mean, that's the easiest way to say this. Yes. Or uh, LGBTQ or people with certain cognitive or physical disabilities in the cat in the crew. So behind the cameras, behind the scenes and everything. Right. Um, standard C is industry access and opportunities. So that's making sure there's enough paid internships and apprenticeships for the people in the groups that I mentioned. Mm. And D, which is audience development, which is basically everybody... It seems like, yeah, everybody in marketing, publicity, other distribution teams, everybody who does everything else in the movie that isn't making it, Mm. you know, making sure that they fit those groups. I think it's 30% is like the number they're looking for. Here's the thing with this whole change. I think basically 95% already checkmark box B Mm. because most hairdressers, costume designers, makeup people are women. As last time I looked, it's like 70 to 80% are women, which is one of the groups mentioned here. Mm-hmm. So most things only need to check off one more box, which is easy, is really easy. So I don't really actually have a problem with any of this. It doesn't really change anything, It, but it does. It's good. Thing. Yeah, it's good. It's good, but it's not so drastic that it's going to destroy anything. You can still make any movie that you want to. Mm. It's just putting certain standards in yeah. place, and it's not as intrusive as i thought it would be because 90 percent of movies i would probably say 95 percent. i can't think of any of the recent like best picture nominees that wouldn't right that wouldn't be nominated because of these rules like maybe like 1917 right 1970 (laughs) could be one that depending on like the 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 crew and the crew because even if and even the apprenticeships, if they do yeah. that and then offer apprenticeships to people of color and women and LGBT, all that, yeah, then they're they're good, you know. Uh, so we'll see how positive of a change this is, but I don't really see this having any negative change to me. Yeah, no, it's not like the popular Oscar. Yeah, that they tried to get going. Yeah, <laughs> and it's also not going to start until twenty twenty four, so people have plenty of time to adjust to uh to these things. Plenty of time. Cool. I know that there were a few directors, most directors that I saw uh, still disagreed with the rules, but I don't know. I don't see a huge, huge deal about it. Yeah, I don't see why it would be a problem. Whatever. WandaVision trailer racks up massive traffic in 24 hours post 
Emmys. Nobody watched the Emmys, really. Nope. It got like 6.1 million viewers, which is a lot, but not for the Emmys. But uh, there was a trailer for Disney Plus's WandaVision, and it got 53 million views in 24 hours. That's pretty good. That is. that. That's very good. I watched it. I don't know if I watched it in 24 hours. I mean, we hours. get like... We average like 120 in 24 hours, like 120 million. Mm, yeah. So I mean, they're almost on our level, but right. But this is it's for pretty. This is for ads. It's not pretty good for Marvel. For Marvel, yeah. It's like, all right. Obviously, for us, it's, it's like bronze medal. But yes, exactly. But uh, <laughs> so that's cool. But I want to talk about the the WandaVision trailer sure. for a second. What did you think? What did you think? I thought it was eh. Yeah, just eh. It doesn't seem like my thing. I was very not interested i it's not that i'm interested in it but it's just like i want to watch it just to like see what happens it feels like it could be if it if it's a huge success or if it's a huge failure either way as long as it's not middle of the road it's going to change the future of some marvel stuff i think you know probably change the direction or how creative they're willing to get or something like that you know yeah I'm not crazy about it, but it's definitely something I want to keep my eyes on. I'll make a deal. Not really a deal. Okay. I'll watch it if, if the episodes are 30 minutes, like the Mandalorian, I'll watch it. Yeah. Or if the episodes are hour long, the only other way I'll watch it is if it has like a more than an 8.5 on IMDb. Okay. Okay. What if it's an hour, but it's only like eight episodes? It has to have more than 8.5 on IMDb. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to watch it. It has to be really, really good. Really good. I can't see that happening, but who knows? Who knows? Could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson has come back to play Nick Fury in a new Disney Plus series. Great. We know nothing about it, but it's being written and executive produced by Kyle Bradstreet. Who produced a lot of Mr. Robot, which doesn't mean a lot, but it's still very cool. Yeah, that's cool, but Sam Esmail, like, had that show by the throat. Right, exactly. So Battlestar Galactica is still my main thing for now. But uh, there's a lot of... Marvel's coming. Their Phase 4, it's coming soon. You know, it's coming for us. We got... Yeah, what's on the what's on the list? WandaVision, the new Nick Fury thing that is unnamed, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, Hawkeye, Loki, She-Hulk. There's a Loki TV show. We talked about it before, I believe. I just forget. She-Hulk, Ms. Marvel, Moon Knight, and the animated What If series. What's that? Do you know the What Ifs, like the comic What Ifs? No. Basically, it's What If. So they're like, what if the Punisher had... uh, uh, Nicolas Cage powers, Ghost Rider powers. Oh. You know, stuff like that. Or like, what if Spider-Man was evil or something like that? I don't know the real stories, but it's basically what if this thing was not what it was? What if Aunt May got Spider-Man's powers instead of Peter? Oh. That might actually be one. Weird. You know? And it's going to be animated. Could be really fun. Could be, you know, if they're doing original ones or if they're just adapting the comics, I don't know. But, you know, could be cool. Could be cool. Interesting. But yeah, a lot of stuff slated for them. Good for Marvel. Good for Marvel. Again, I've tapped out, so I don't feel obligated, <laughs> which is great. Could Here's the thing. I just named like a ton of things. Are they planning another one, another like Infinity War with all of these characters again? Like with Moon Knight and She-Hulk and... Uh, probably. That's a lot. 
Who would be the villain? I don't know. I guess they'll they'll come up with a new villain. Wasn't unless Thanos comes back. Thanos comes back. And it's Thanos two. That'd be great. That would make Infinity War even worse. It's another timeline Thanos. He's like, I defeated my timelines, and now I've come to defeat the ones. Or not that... Infinity War. Endgame. Endgame. Yeah. I like Infinity War. Because it's another timeline. He's like, yeah, I destroyed mine, so now I'm destroying all of them. And they're like, we're the last surviving timeline. Yeah, that'll be great. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. I don't know. Oh, HBO Max, speaking of superhero stuff, is getting a Suicide Squad spinoff, the new Suicide Squad, starring John Cena. Okay. Called It's Peacemaker. Interesting. Interesting to spin off a movie that is a reboot of a movie that nobody likes without the movie having come out yet. Right. <laughs> uh, it shows a lot of confidence, which, you know, is nice. Sometimes you think, you know, maybe DC's a little too confident. But uh, John Cena's kind of cool. He's... I like John Cena. I don't I mean, I wouldn't say he's like a great actor or anything, but I mean, he's like an all right. He was great in Bumblebee. Was he? Nah, I don't know. But you know what he is great in? Fred. WWE. Fred. Fred. Oh, Fred the movie. Yeah, Fred the movie. And Fantastic. Fred 2, Night of the Living Fred. <laughs> Night of the Living Fred. Hey, Fred 2, Night of the Living Fred. Actually, pretty good. The only thing I remember from the Fred movies is like Fred goes over to Kevin's house and he like knocks on the door and he's like, Hi, I'm looking for Kevin. <laughs> And the the mom is like, oh, Kevin, your friend's here. <laughs> and Kevin's just like, mom, I'm on the crapper. That's all I remember. See, in the second one, his neighbor is a pedophile um, oh. who eats children. Oh. <laughs> like Pennywise. Yeah, except he's a vampire. Oh. Because it's Night of Living Fred. That sounds great. It. I like it. I think it's kind of cool. Like, no joke. Fred 1 and Fred 2, not as bad as... Okay, they are as bad as people say, but they're the bad that you can enjoy. They're those kind of movies. Sure, yeah. You, dis, you disagree? I don't... I, like, I, I just told you the only thing I remember right. from Fred. <laughs> but you liked so. that thing you remember. Yes, it was funny. So there you go. Fred, 10 out of 10. I think he has a TikTok now. Oh, good for him. Good for him. Um. All we know is that there's going to be... A, <laughs> it's going to be eight episodes... Of just Peacemaker, John Cena. Great. I hope he wrestles. That'd be cool. You can't see me. He better say that at some point. Did you know John Cena has to say that line in every movie he's in? What? You can't see me? He has to do that? Does he really do that in every movie he's in? No. I don't believe you. Yeah. You shouldn't. We talked about The Boys, and we talked about spinoffs. The Boys spinoff. Put on fast track development at Amazon following Mothership's record season two launch. Fast track development. Yeah, I know like hella people have been watching season two. The subreddit is like crazy. Wow. Yeah. And review bombing it as we spoke of last yes. time. Um, the spinoff is described as an irreverent R-rated series that explores the lives of hormonal competitive soups as they put their physical, sexual, and moral boundaries to the test, competing for the best contracts in the best cities. Part college show. Heart Hunger Games. <laughs> what do you think? I mean, I have no stake in this. Give me your thoughts. It, it sounds interesting, but I know, it might be a little early for a spinoff. Even with the smashing success? Wouldn't you want to capitalize on it before? I mean, as like a business standpoint, like, right. great. Yes. <laughs> but like, will it be good? I don't know. It It doesn't seem like it's really connected at all other than just being like in the same universe. 
Right. So we'll have to like see if they can come up with like good characters. I don't know if the comics have anything like that or if this is like a totally its own thing. Yeah, I don't know either. It might be completely original. I have no How idea. How do you feel about uh, The Boys Cinematic Universe? The Boys Cinematic Universe. I mean, I, the, I like The Boys. Or it would be so, a television universe, I guess. I mean, could be cool. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. I guess it has to cross over eventually. They'll totally, they always do that. Yeah, so. Homolander has to come in at one point. And <laughs> Homelander, my man. Yeah, he'll do something, right? I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I'll wait for a trailer, and I'll make my decision. Doesn't even have a title yet, so might be a sec. That's fine. Do you remember Quibi? Quibi. Yeah, I hated Quibi. I didn't even try it, but I just thought the idea was really dumb. Well, the short-form streaming service Quibi is exploring its options, including selling. And uh, it started by Jeffrey Katzenberg and led by Meg Whitman. This started this year, (laughs) this Quibi. Remember, it was like the Oscars is when I first heard about it because we watched the Oscars and like there were a ton of ads that made no sense and they just said Quibi at the end of it. And we were both like, what is Quibi? Like we looked at each other multiple times. We were like, what, what is Quibi? <laughs> and we didn't figure out until after the show. So yeah. the, the ad campaign was very successful. I would say, cause I, I didn't even know how to pronounce it. I was saying like Quibi, Quibi, Quibi. I didn't know what it was. Um, so it launched this year and uh, basically sucked Flopped. and nobody liked it. And they blamed it on, a little bit they blamed a little bit on the coronavirus yeah i bet because they said since everybody was home nobody needed they had their tvs and their computers they didn't need to watch stuff on their phone they were at home all the time because oh. i guess they were thinking like commuting you would like watch quibbies quick bites you know it's, it's i just like, think that's so dumb it feels like a it feels like a decision made by people who like live in cities you i know? guess it's like when yeah. you're on the bus when you're on the tube you know, you can be like on the tube. Oh, I've only got I've got a ten minute on the bus. I can watch a Quibi. You know, but when no. you're driving your truck fifty miles to the grocery store because you live in a a food desert, you don't got time. You got to drive. You don't got time for Quibi. Damn right. I gotta drive my Ford F one fifty. Damn right. I took the tires off and uh, replaced them with mud. <laughs> I and I gotta go mudding. <laughs> gotta go mudding. Uh, Quibi, I didn't. I won't miss you. They're not going out of business like right now. They they still actually are sitting on a decent pile of cash, but uh, doesn't look like they're going anywhere up fast. Cool. Yeah, I didn't invest in the the stock market with them, so I'm good. Yeah, me neither. Netflix to Oscar campaign Delroy Lindo for best actor for The Five Bloods. Good. I Good. think we called this. We did. I swear we called this. We were like Delroy Lindo. We were like, yeah, 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 yeah Delroy Lindo for this. Um, or it might have been even just you. I don't remember. But uh, he's great in that movie. He is great. He's 67. And uh, he was excellent in that film. The slow descent into an absolute mad lad. He goes crazy. He goes really crazy. And he goes out. Really he gets lit rough. He gets lit up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had problems with that movie, but my problems were like the real violence, but the fake violence, I approve. Awesome. I just, <laughs> uh, I back it right yeah, now. Heck yeah, yeah, sure, Delroy Lindo, Lindo, let's go. That's I cool. mean, 
Listen, I mean, there hasn't really been too many movies this year, but he's probably got the best performance. Yeah, I mean, so far, I don't I know think. who exactly I would think of, but you know what? Uh, Denzel Washington, Adam Driver, and Danny um, Aiello all received acting nominations, all Spike Lee from all Spike Lee movies, and uh, none of them won. So this might change that. Mm. We'll see. We'll see if any other it could. Uh, actor can come out and go crazy, go stupid. Looks like he's going to be facing off against Anthony Hopkins and Gary Oldman. Or oh, two I people. heard that Anthony Hopkins was real good in that movie, The Father. So, and I mean, Gary Oldman is always is great, yeah. and he's in Mank, the new David Fincher movie about Orson Welles. So, <laughs> you know, it is tough. It is tough. We'll see how that goes. We're going to see how it goes. But Delroy Lindo. And Borat. Did you watch Borat? No, but I've seen many, many funny scenes from it. Yeah, same here. I want to sit down and actually watch it someday because I've never actually seen the whole thing. Yeah. But uh, the Borat sequel, acquired by Amazon, is going to premiere before the election. Heck yeah. The original film was Borat, Cultural Learnings of America for Make Benefit Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. Right. The new name is like crazy long. The new one, here's the thing. I think... We don't know if the title is real yet. We got a title, but it was removed from wherever it was listed. Oh. So they think they might be giving a new title. But the title that was found was Borat Gift of Pornographic Monkey to Vice Premier Mikhail Pence to Make Benefit Recently Diminished Nation of Kazakhstan. That's amazing. It's a pretty good title. <laughs> That's just amazing. And uh, it's going to likely feature President Trump's attorney, Rudy Giuliani. He called the NYPD on the film star Sasha Baron Cohen after an interview in July. Uh, Mike Pence is in it. We saw a great. We saw a clip of him, and uh, it's going to focus on the COVID nineteen pandemic and Trump's relationship with late financier and convicted sex offender. Do I even need to say his name at this point? Jeff Meister. Jeff Meister, and uh, you know he's going to be he's going to be doing the thing. He apparently, had to wear bulletproof a vest when he was shooting this film sometimes for fear of his life. Wow. It was very interesting. Uh, cool. 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 Probably going to check it out sometime. Oh yeah. I would like to see it. Going to watch the first one first. Yeah. Do a back to back double feature deal with this movie. Double Borat. Double Borat. Maybe throwing a Bruno. Yes. You know, Bruno. Did you see Bruno? I haven't seen it, but I know that's the one where you know it. That movie, I don't know if I can watch that movie. Uh, Baron Cohen in recent years has called out Facebook and other social media sites over their reluctance to monitor and regulate content appearing on the platforms. He said, if Facebook were around in the 1930s, it would have allowed Hitler to post 30-second ads on his solution to the Jewish problem. <laughs> Which is, I mean, it kind, it kind of be like that, though. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Uh, I'm excited. The original one got nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay, so we're going to see if this one can live up to the hype because it's definitely got a lot of hype around it. Oh, yeah. You know, he had... Here's the thing. It's not like he's been out of the game for super long, you know. He had that show, uh, This Is America or something like that. This is America. Or Show Us America. Who is America? And I saw a clip from that show where he got uh, Georgia Republican lawmaker Jason Spencer resigned because... 
he convinced him on the show to scream the n-word because he was doing some like i think it was like uh like safety self-defense training and he was like hey if you yell help people aren't gonna pay attention you know it's like you gotta yell something other than help so you gotta yell you know the n-word that gets people like whoa who's saying the n-word gets everybody to look at you so that's how you get help because everybody will like look in that direction so he's like when we so like on three we're gonna shout the n-word okay and he's like okay one two three and a guy starts shouting the n-word over and over and over again and he's like no no stop not that n-word no i was talking about and then he says some other word or something like that and the fact that he could keep a straight face while this Georgia Republican lawmaker was just screaming the N-word hard R over and over again. What? Uh, Very interesting. Very interesting. That's crazy. Borat backwards is Tarobe. 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 James Cameron is a filmmaker. Indeed. And uh, the sequels are coming along. He's recently revealed that he is 100% complete filming Avatar 2 and 95% complete on Avatar 3. Oh, yo, he's been going to work. Yeah. So, uh, filming, obviously these films are very CG heavy. So, you know. Yeah, we'll get it in, in 2030. Well, I don't know if there's a thing, but, uh... We've rolled around one more full year for release in December of 2022. Right. For Avatar 2. Avatar 3, who knows, maybe the year after? I don't know. Four. If they're already 90. Well, right, because there's going to be like five. Sigourney Weaver's coming back, I guess, which is interesting. Did she die? Kate Winslet? I don't remember. I I do not remember. Uh, Nothing. Zero things. I feel like I remember one thing where, like, the dude was in a mech and he was like, I'm going to get this on Obtanium if it kills me. And he dies. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's what it was, right? On Obtanium? I have no idea. Or was it Transformium? No, that was Transformers. Oh, no. That was Transformers. was Transformium. Because Transform. Uh, good for James Cameron. I guess this is actually happening. You know what? Disney put a lot of money in it already with that whole like park and everything. Yeah. I don't know if you've I'm heard sure the park it. is really cool. Pandora. I hear it's awesome. I mean, you know, it's got to be. I won't be going there until I, you know, but uh, it's cool. I know you're excited. Yes, for this Avatar. is it. This is the best news. It's going to save 2020. What is the news? Attack on Titan. I'm representing today with, with my shirt, Every, which is right there, which is what is on your shirt. Oh, this is the, the sigil for the, the scouts. Okay. Yeah. You'll when you watch the show, you'll know. But listen, now you have to watch the show. I do because, because Tag on Titan finally got confirmed for December seventh of twenty twenty. That's when it's going to air in Japan, which means that in America we'll probably get like the day after, or yeah, like something like that. So I don't know how long I'll have to wait for the dub, but uh, it might take a while. Watch your mouth. No, I'm very excited because it has something. It was something that I've been meaning to watch for a long time. And now uh, you have a time. And now that I can time myself and be like, you know, know when I can start so that when I finish the season three, I can just start season four because it'll be coming out. I like doing that. I did it with Game of Thrones. Yeah. I almost did it with Mr. Robot. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm going to start watching it soonish. Probably November. I'm hyped. I'm excited for you. Yeah. I, man, I... 
this is probably like the the single most hyped up season of anime like ever. Yeah. So, uh, everyone says all like the manga readers and stuff say that this is gonna be like the best season of anime of all time. I thought the manga wasn't done. Well, I think it's like literally like there's either they're gonna one up. issue left or like I mean he's like the creator of the show is like right at the end. Gotcha, gotcha. So like it might already be done. I'm not sure. So they're going to end at like the same time, kind of. Yeah. That's very cool. I like that. The first season premiered in 2013. Yeah. It's crazy. The second season don't come until 2017. It's crazy. Now I have one question to ask you. Are you worried, if you know about this, that there's a new production studio handling the final season? Because WIT Studio handled the first three, but MAPPA will be taking over production for the last one. Is this anything that's... Giving um, you pause? It, it was... I think everyone was like, oh, which mm. studio's not doing Attack on Titan? But, but... I kind of like it because, well, number one, I've seen some of MAPPA's stuff. Yeah. And they're good. Okay, cool. And also, I know that season four has, like, a decently long time hop from right, se- right, the end right. of season three to the beginning of season four. So... It's kind of cool too that you know they're skipping so much time to kind of get like a new style, even though it's basically the same style. Mm-hmm. You know they're trying as hard as they can, you know, to keep it as right. You know, well with, even with the other seasons. Even but. looking at a promotional image, I see here, I can already see like costumes and at the very least the the switch up a little bit. Yeah, you know? it. I think. I mean, in the trailer, at least it looks great. Yeah, I didn't watch the trailer for obvious reasons. So yes. Um, Am I okay too, or definitely not? I, okay, if you watch the trailer, you would just be like, "What is going on?" Okay, yeah. But I mean, I don't, just don't. Okay, you know what else? Maybe just don't. What? Just don't go to space. Why, Why? do we have to go to space? Tom space Cruise is awesome. Tom Cruise. I know that you're famous and you love Scientology or whatever. And Elon Musk. I know you have a kid with a stupid name. But uh, yeah. <laughs> you guys don't yeah. need to go to space because Tom Cruise, Elon Musk, NASA, and I don't know if Doug Lyman's going to space, but he did Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, what? They're uh, they're going to space, piloted by Commander Michael Lopez Alegria. Amazing. We'll set off on a tourist mission in October 2021 with Cruise and Lyman. There you go, on board. What? So, yeah, Tom Cruise and Doug Lyman are both going to be on board, and uh, they're just going to be hanging out. Here's the thing. There's this tweet that says one seat still to be filled. I don't know what that means. Me. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Are they going to run like a a fan thing where it's like, oh, donate $20 to the thing and get put in a raffle and you can go to space. Dude. I would do that so fast. I would not not do that. Okay. I am afraid of space. I do not want to go to space. I can do planes. Planes. No, I have no fear of planes. Space? I take space before the ocean. Uh, mm, oh, that's tough. That's tough. The bottom, like 10,000, m- m- whatever down. I don't know how deep the ocean is. Whatever the very deepest deep. part of the ocean is. It's very deep. Um, It's very deep. Or space. See, at least the ocean, you can be trapped at the bottom of the ocean. like, and You, you can't, can't drown in space. Well, like, you can. You but, can drown in space. But... There's really no... It's more likely to drown in the ocean. Yes. 
But what's scary to you, drowning or no oxygen and very cold? Well, when you die in space, it's like really fast, right? Like if I jumped out of the ship into space, it would. It's really fast. I think. I have no idea. I, I think you literally just like insta freeze and it's just over. Hmm. I don't know about that. I don't know for sure, but I mean, drowning is like way worse. Are you kidding? That's like the worst way you could die. At least with space, when you're dying, you can be like, "This is a really cool way to die." <laughs> like, yeah, I'm gonna be floating in space for eternity. Right. We're drowning. You're just like, oh, I'm just going to be another skeleton for some 13-year-olds in a teeny boppers movie to find. Exactly. Space would be a cool way to die. You know what? You've turned me around on this. If I had to die in the ocean or in space, I'd rather die in space. Exactly. See? Simple. Best of luck. One year from now, blasting off again. Uh, I wonder if they don't say why they're doing this. It's got to be for a movie, right? For a movie, but uh, I don't know, like, how much is going to be shot up there? or Also, like, what? how far can they go? Especially if well. it's just, like, the director and Tom Cruise and, like, one other person, like the gaffer. Well, I'm sure there's, they got, like, a, a image here. I'm sure there's, like, a whole thing going on. Yeah, see, look at all those. Oh, interesting. But uh, I don't know. Good luck. I hope to see the footage. That'll be cool. Yeah. Except that space travel is fake and the moon landing never happened. That would be like the first movie ever shot in space, right? I guess. Like actually shot in space. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Space is cool. Scary though. Not as scary as the ocean. Not as scary as homophobia. (laughs) True. (laughs) Homophobia. You know what's not in space? Homophobia. No homophobes in space. For now. (laughs) Are you calling Tom Cruise a homophobe? No, I'm just saying, you know, if we started to oh, like, okay. colonize the, Eventually, the, the homophobes will Somebody explore. <laughs> anyway, this is not homophobic news. This is good news. No gay slurs used by MLB players on field for first time since 2016. Great job for them. Which, honestly, I'm glad they did it in 2016. Good for that, you know? Right. Uh, MLB enters its playoffs after the first season since 2016 where there were no recorded gay slurs uttered by a player. So they weren't recorded. They could still be happening. Yeah. But nobody caught any, except a uh, broadcaster did have a remark uh, who used a gay slur over a hot mic, and uh, he resigned. Good. But uh, 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 he's, he said that uh, the place they're at was the F slur capital of the world. And just really casual, Good. like like he was like F word, uh, capital of the world, and the ball goes up, <laughs> like, you know, it just kept going. And he did the same thing in his apology. He was having a very somber looking camera. He was like, "I'm a man of faith. I I want to apologize to the to the." And Arnold makes a long drive to the left side, blah, blah. and then he goes back. I'm really sorry that this happened. Uh, <laughs> so he was just like announcing in the middle of the thing. Oh no, home run thing. Very funny to me uh (laughs) yeah but you know the players players doing good players doing good i thought it was just a nice segue to get to our our spotlight this spotlight 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 of sports movies sporty movies so why don't we start with baseball we're just gonna we're just kicking it off we're going right into moneyball Okay, you want to just start with Moneyball? That's totally... I figured we'd just go right off the top, and we'll just get Moneyball out of the way. Get Moneyball out of the way. talk about our other films that we chose. 
if you rate Moneyball any lower than an eight out of ten, you are an idiot. Who, I agree. Who well, doesn't understand either baseball or movies, or father-daughter relationships, or uh, what's another great thing? movies or Chris Pratt performances? Because Chris Pratt is in this movie. So this, uh, just tell us what what's about. What's the plot? Moneyball. Based on a true story about oh, Billy yeah. Bean, manager, general manager of the Oakland Athletics baseball mm. team in 2002. Yeah. Well, 2001 and then into 2002. Uh-huh. Um, and it's basically about him. He recruits Jonah Hill. Yeah, yeah. And him and the two of them decide to go on this crazy thing. Crazy thing they do. What do they do? Uh, they, they decide to start doing baseball instead of like picking the good players, the good, the good players that need to get paid a lot since they're a poor team. Mm-hmm. They decide to pick the lower end players since their like, salary cap is so yeah. so low, uh, and they try to build a team. They try to build a team that way. Uh, and it works. It well, yeah, it works out. I for would them. say it works. Yeah, totally, totally. Uh, it definitely changed baseball. For yeah. sure. Yeah. So we got That's Brad Pitt. Got. We got Jonah Hill. We got Philip Seymour Hoffman, and we got Chris Pratt showing up for a little bit. Uh, so pretty dang good cast. Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill, good team. Honestly. Oh yeah. I really like their their chemistry. Maybe just because they're good actors and they can have good chemistry with anyone, but they uh-huh. especially just seem to gel really well together. Mm-hmm. And this was fat Jonah Hill. This isn't new skinny Jonah Hill. This is good old fashioned tubbo Jonah Hill. Tubbo. <laughs> hey, okay. That might be a little rude. Jeez. No, he's really good in this and I like he's him. He's great. No. And I prefer that he's tubby in it. It makes more sense for his character. He probably wouldn't have gotten the part if he was ripped. You know, they need yeah. a tubbo. <laughs> they need a tubbo. Um, the Indians are in this movie for a little bit. Not the team, but uh, Jonah Hill works for the Indians. Yeah. And, uh, that's where he steals him from. Mm-hmm. How about that? How about that? Just like everyone steals everything from the Cleveland Indians. Aw, that's sad. I'm going to cry. <laughs> uh, man, oh, I love this movie. This is like top, like top five my personal favorite movies ever. Yeah, I'd have to put it up there as well. It's It's very well just on a... Writing level, Aaron Sorkin, uh, writing a lot of the dialogue that is great and awesome and feels very the Sorkmeister. Real. The Sorkmeister, as we like to call him. That's what all his real fans call him. Obviously. And uh, the performances. Philip Seymour Hoffman, again, being able to be believable in any role he does. I'm like, yeah, that dude's a baseball manager, and he has been for 40 years. Yeah, literally. <laughs> that's, He's so great. That's who he is. Um, And uh, Jonah Hill, again, he did mostly comedy before this i think i think so yeah you know so seeing him do a more dramatic thing he's great yeah yeah he uh, he's going up against like brad pitt and philip zumer hoffman and holds his own yeah even saying that is is uh, an Mm -hmm. accomplishment especially earlier in his career because this came out in 2011 yep and uh so good for him my favorite brad pitt performance also really favorite of all time i mean i I couldn't say i really disagree it's it yeah it's because it's understated to a certain point. Like, he 
really never goes too crazy mm. in the movie, you know, because that's kind of part of his character almost is how reserved he is. And uh, he has this thing where he he used to be a baseball player. Yep. And he was scouted and he was turned out to be a little. He was a flop. He was a bit of a flop, bit of a bad pick. Happens. It happens. Uh, so he never goes to actually watch the games because he thinks he's bad luck, which is that's pretty sad. Yeah. That makes me feel bad. Um, but I thought it just told a lot about his character, just seeing how he felt like almost like guilty mm-hmm. about that. You know, I thought that was interesting. Uh, and But he still stands his ground against when his whole crew of scouters or whatever, you know, were against him with these ideas. Mm. But he was able to defend himself and defend Jonah Hill's ideas and work together to get a winning team, you know, mm. or, you know, mostly winning team. Yeah, they won. 20 games in a row, which yeah. is like the most ever, until the Cleveland Indians came through a few years ago. Go Tribe. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, this movie, I, I rewatched it for like the 35th time right. last week. And I realized, well, I didn't realize, I think I always knew, but mm-hmm. I like finally like really realized every single scene in this movie is a rewatchable scene. Every single one. Yeah. Every single one. Even the scene where she plays guitar in the store. Yes. Okay. All of them. That's my least favorite scene of the movie. That's why I had to point it out. All every time this movie is like super quotable. There's mm-hmm. like a million quotes. We always talk about like quotable movies. Quotable. Being good. It's yeah. good. This movie's hella quotable. Yeah. Uh yeah. And it's just this movie's hilarious too. Yeah, it this is. Movie's like super funny. Yeah, uh, but I wouldn't even call it necessarily like a dramedy, you know? Like, I wouldn't do that. I would just call it a drama with funny bits occasionally, you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, Like, okay, I know it's not supposed to be funny, but when he does, what is it? He throws the baseball bats uh, against the wall. He's like, that is what losing is supposed to sound like. Yeah. You know that? Great scene. Even though it's really dramatic and obviously everyone in the locker room is like, it's a, it's funny. You know, it is a really funny scene because it's yeah. And it's he walks poignant. out and he like he like throws the Gatorade like right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's good. Um, right, rewatchable scene right there. He throws a lot of things. He does. It is th- th- baseballs too. Yeah, he throws the chair out the out the door. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. Um, but it is weird seeing him be. Because I found him very likable. I found every character likable, even when they were being combative. Because, mm. like, Philip Seymour Hoffman was like, oh, you're killing this team with this stupid you're thing you're doing. Team. He's like, you're killing this team, you know. But he still, it's his job, so he still went along with it. Mm. Um, I guess, like, chemistry is just the main thing I have to say with this movie. Mm. When you have a baseball team, you need a lot of chemistry be- between the players. And this film just has a lot of chemistry between the actors and everything, you know. Um, I, I was just impressed by how well it flowed and everything felt oh yeah for sure so can i ask you just because i think it's only fair what is your least favorite like what's a criticism you have if you you've got to have at least one even if it's like superficial like oh i don't like jonah hill's hair like i don't care i I do like jonah hill's hair he's like very perfect i know that's why i i have to force myself sometimes um let me think what do i not like if there's anything that i don't like there's um oh hmm. i got it At the very end of the movie brad pitt is driving in his car yeah and he puts in the cd that, that is, his daughter made for him right 
and he's listening to it and the camera's like very very super slowly zooming in on his face Such as he's like starting guy. to cry or whatever yeah yeah and i was like this is a great shot keep oh, on zooming in and it cut but then they cut yeah and, yeah and that so you wanted guess, a portrait of a lady on fire yes all right i suppose i guess yeah, that's yeah. like the one thing that could be like damn sure. it but that song is great though yes you're such a loser dad you're such a loser <laughs> yes dad. great stuff that is great i thought uh well no i can't even say that i guess sometimes the daughter scenes got to me a little bit like like it, bothered you yeah it bothered me like sometimes i just felt like okay this seems like just like a hair too long are you gonna lose your job <laughs> right okay but but that's like such a slight thing and i think it's just because i hate kids Mm. so it's i don't know but i do like the kids thing because i like the song and i like the relationship i don't know i don't know what i'm talking about i guess the stepdad bothered me he's like i don't even remember his name right yeah he's not important i don't know screw him screw the stepdad. It's all about billy bean it's all about billy my bean. main man what a great movie please guys cannot recommend it enough go ahead and watch it is it on netflix still money ball it's coming to netflix coming to netflix i think like now oh it's like early october i know they said cool. it was so it'll be on netflix if you guys have netflix now until they it goes away watch it, it out. a million times yes so please so let's move on to our second place baseball movie picks second place sports movie Moneyball is the best sports oh yeah movie. it is the best sports movie bar none not just baseball just sports movie it's my ball simple yeah. as that so for baseball would you like to start or shall I? Uh, you go first. 1989. What a good year. Great. 1989. I wasn't alive, but had to probably be a good time. The Cleveland Indians. Major League is the baseball movie that I would like to talk about, which you've seen, I presume. Yes. Indians make good baseball movies. You got Moneyball and you got Major League. What can we say? We need a new one. We need a new indians even if they show up for just 10 seconds it'll make the movie better i guess absolutely uh maybe they should get out of the baseball business and just start a movie studio <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh major league from 1989 it's got charlie sheen in it and he's younger charlie sheen he's really cool in this movie i like his character a lot Wild thing. yeah you make my heart sing yeah <laughs> so this is about a team of absolute buffoons absolute losers a has-been and a bunch of will-never-bees, I think one of the characters says. And uh, they suck. And basically, like, the she's the manager or something. She, she's yeah, she's the, the new general manager. Yeah, she's the new general she manager. She wants to make a team that sucks She wants purpose. them to suck on purpose. And they catch wind of this plan. And they're like, well, you know what? Screw that lady. We're going to be good just to spite her and That's watch great, her get naked. I love that part. He's like, He's like, you know what we have to do? Let's just win, win the whole, whole fucking thing. thing. <laughs> right, like, exactly. Let's go. Yeah, it is a good turnaround for that. Um, yeah, and that's the movie. They get that and they're like, okay, we got to be good. We got to shape up. We got to train and, and they get good. do good. And then they get good. Uh, the main thing I want to say about this film, which is why I picked it as opposed to a lot of other baseball films, which are considered good. I was looking around and a lot of people consider a film called Bull Durham to be like the best baseball movie. And that is a very good film. Uh, it's very... Just talk about Bull Durham for a second. It's raunchy. You know, it's comedy. It's got Tim Robbins. And uh, it's a very... 
it's a it's a comedy. It's got funny parts, but it is actually a surprisingly introspective film by the end of it. Okay. Which I didn't catch on to until the movie ended. I was like, wow, this movie's actually really about like these internal struggles, you know, and everything. Mm. And it was very effective in that way. But the reason I picked Major League is because Major League captures the feeling of like going to a baseball game. When I watch Major League, oh, yeah. it feels like I'm watching the same feeling I get when I watch a baseball game. You know what I mean? Oh. That excitement and everything. Yeah. Like I thought it captured it like so that. well because a lot of the movie is also commentated by a commentator, you know, just a bit outside. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what everyone says? Um so a lot of it is has that commentary on top of it, so you kind of just get put in that mood, you know, and I I just think it's really effective at hyping you up. The ending is super you know, you want them to win so badly, even if you don't care about the Indians specifically. This is obviously a fictional Indians. Mm-hmm. Um, you still want them to win. It's the underdog story that everyone loves, you know. I mean, most sports movies are underdog are, stories. Are there any sports movies that aren't where they're just like, I need to keep... He's like, I'm the best and I'm going to keep on being <laughs> the, be best. the best. Yeah, that probably is. Um, but yeah, I, I just really dug that. What, do, what are your thoughts on the film? I just rewatched it recently. Yeah. It's... um. It's just like it's way funnier than I remember. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like super funny movie. Um, you know, it's got the great baseball scenes. It's got like everyone knows, wow thing. That's yeah, like yeah. one of like an, that's like an all time curveball. Ricky, give him the heater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like an all time scene when he comes out and yeah. pitches against the the big dude. The, I thought it was funny. They had a lot of like almost like cutaway scenes with like people in the crowd or stuff that I just found like hilarious. Like there was a group of like four fans yeah. that they would like cut to who'd be doing different things. And I just found them so funny whenever they cut to them. Yeah. <laughs> They're the dudes. The announcer or, you know, commentator doing his thing being like, Oh, it doesn't matter. Nobody's listening anyway. You know? Yeah. Uh, I thought he was oh, really funny. It, it, at like the beginning, like their first game of the season, he's like, and here comes the, the tribe coming out to take the field. Listen to the crowd roar. And he like puts the mic out and there's like nobody yeah, in the stands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so good. No, it is. It's just very funny. I feel like this is probably a lot of people's favorite baseball. Everybody who hasn't seen Moneyball probably thinks Major League is the best baseball movie. Especially if you live in Ohio. Especially if you live in Ohio. It's hard not to have that attachment to it. It is. I don't know the story of why it's the Indians and not like fictional team i don't know i don't know but i'm glad it i is. love it yeah i'm keep, glad I it love is it. what did you pick right for baseball the movie that i picked for my baseball movie is the bench warmers the bench warmers i don't remember what year this movie came out it was probably like 2007 something like that yeah sure 2006 maybe this movie is <laughs> okay maybe it's a little aged i'll be real I haven't seen it in a while, so... It has been a second. But as long as you aren't gay or a little person, you'll find nothing to hate in this movie. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, No, but it stars Rob Schneider, uh, David Spade, and I feel really bad, John Heater? Napoleon Dynamite, um, as the three main dudes. Right. Yeah, this is your thing, so... I don't remember who starred in it. Okay, well, some, but just say the movie. Like, what happens? Oh, the bench warmers. They're they play base, the three. They put three people on a baseball team, <laughs> yeah. which makes no sense. Not really. But they suck. And there's three. Well, two of them suck. Yeah, Rob Schneider's a beast. Yeah, he's like straight. He's striking everybody out. Rob he's Schneider home runs every time. The guy who in every other movie plays 
the creepy sexless weirdo maniac in this movie he's the cool guy yeah he's awesome it's freaking hitting home runs every time he's up uh and they you know they get good mm-hmm. and they beat all the teams and they become the bestest yeah and then they get sponsored well they get spo- it's earlier on but they get sponsored by a rich dude john lovitz and he helps them on their way and he's got a robot <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> yes the robot number seven i think is his name uh, and then the ending is, you know, they, they started the team kind of cause they wanted to show that like bullies don't win, you know, it's like, you know, bullies are bad. Don't be a bully. And so at the end of the, the movie, they bring in the, the new bench warmers or like the real bench warmers. And it's all the kids who got picked on and they get to play baseball and the enemy team's like, Oh, what a bunch of idiots. They're going to lose super hard, you mm. know? But then the kids on the other team are like, you know what? you're the loser coach and they help the team and they play badly on purpose and they get the bench warmers to win. And it's, you know, heartwarming, heartwarming Heartwarming moment. It is. Uh, I, again, I remember liking the movie quite a bit. I've seen it a lot. I've seen it a few times for sure. I, every time I watched it, I would there. Okay. There was this one weekend. I've did this with a lot of movies, Okay, but there used to be weekends where I would be stuck inside and have nothing to do. And I would just watch the same movie over and over again not literally sitting and watching it but just when it would stop i'd go back into the room turn it back on so there'd be noise you know mm-hmm. so i've watched this movie in like every language every language. and i've watched it with like both commentary tracks but the commentary track with david spade and john heater if that's his name i hope i'm getting it right it's actually super funny yeah because they just like rag on the movie i mean they're you know comic actors you know so they they have funny stories uh and yeah, I would recommend that if you've seen the movie already and you haven't listened to that commentary, go ahead and listen to it. Actually, yes, any like commentaries, any David Spade movie, I found he makes funny commentaries. He just has fun with it hmm. and gives a little extra tidbits to Zazz. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rob Schneider couldn't be there for the Benchwarmers one though, so unbelievable. Well, he's there for the beginning and then he leaves. In the middle? No, just he's like he goes, "Hey, I'm Rob Schneider." Hey, and then he leaves. Dang, that's sucks. a joke. David Spade does an impression, pretends to be Rob Schneider. Oh, why? Well, I, I wouldn't know. I, I know you haven't listened to the commentary. Uh, yeah, benchwarmer. Everyone's what I said about gays and little people, just so for context. Oh, <laughs> there is a character played by Kevin Farley, Chris Farley's brother, I think, who uh, and his I guess I guess boyfriend. I don't know, but Lover. there's a coach with a friend. Who, you know, wears a, like, neon green Speedo <laughs> and eats chips in a pool and cries and, you know, it's just pretty, you know, whatever. And, they, they, you know, poke fun at it. It's like, oh, look at the, the, look at the tough man coach. He likes pee-pee. Ha-ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, maybe those jokes today a little bit. Um, they make a few jokes at the expense of, you know, a little person, actor. Uh, even after they've said that it was like... Oh, it's bad to bully. They still kind of bully him a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, he gets lifted up in the air. I don't know. You'd have to watch it. It still is not great. I think they call him Yoda or something. Oh, geez. (laughs) At some point. So, uh, I don't know. But still good. I think. Yeah, from what I remember, it's good. It maybe hasn't aged the best. Maybe not. But you know what? I liked, what's his name? Howie. Howie? The creepy brother, David Spade's brother, who like 
was afraid of the sunlight. Oh yeah, he he he's afraid of the sun. Yeah, he's afraid of the sun, so he just freaks out and can't be under the sun. When he there's this part of the scene where he's getting ready to the do the big. They need him to do the big hit to get on base so that they can win the game. And right. It's this big dramatic. Everybody's like, "You can do it. Uh, you just gotta you just gotta hit the ball, okay? You know." And he's getting ready. You think he's gonna do a home run, and he just gets like beamed by the ball. Yeah, and, and starts like, crying. And they're like, you got to go to first. You did it. You did it. And they win the game. Spoilers. Spoilers. But who hasn't seen who hasn't this seen movie? I am 12. I am 12. What are you? 12. <laughs> uh, he's, like, he's like, and you need some birth certificate. And he's like on crayon. <laughs> yeah, red says, crayon on a 12. piece of paper with a and he's like, All right. cutout picture. Well, and uh, $20. Right, yeah. So it's the He's like, all right. <laughs> Play ball. Play ball. <laughs> Good film. Good film. Yeah. Let's move on to basketball. The next sport. Yeah. Why don't you start? Basketball. Movie that I chose for basketball is The Way Back. I haven't seen it. From 2020. Yeah. So uh, this is brand new. This movie's got Ben Affleck, Ooh. the main character. It's kind of like his comeback movie. Is he the back? <laughs> <laughs> Don't know how to respond. Um, uh, he is... He was a like all-star high school basketball player for his uh, team, his Catholic high school. Cool. And then he became uh, like a super alcoholic. Okay. Um, and he like hates himself. What about the character in the movie though? Well, that's that's the point. <laughs> this okay, movie yeah. is like about Ben Affleck. Really? Okay. Um. Yeah. It's it's uh pretty cool. It's basically about Ben Affleck, like, and his mm-hmm. road to coming back, basically. Right, yeah. Um, so he's like a super mega alcoholic, and expialidocious, <laughs> super mega alcoholic expialidocious. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Um, and he gets a call from the Catholic high school. High school, yeah. And they're like, "Yo, our coach quit." Right, they want yeah. you to coach because he used to be like the the, be, the mm. best player there, and he's like, yeah, I don't know, I'm an alcohol, I'm an alcoholic now, <laughs> right, I don't know yeah. if I can do it. It's like the kids will love it. <laughs> um, and then he ends up doing it anyway, and he coaches the team, and he he coaches the team. I don't know, should I spoil? I don't think I don't. Or it's too, it's really new, it. so it's up to you. It's really new, but for you personally. I mean, is it some? Is it a real spoiler, or is it like, is it gonna take away from the movie if I know what you're about to tell me? Probably. Oh, okay. It's kind of like, me. sure, yeah. Because it's kind of like a big moment, but then I can't really go into like that part and like the ending at all. You can't talk around it. Not if you liked not really. it or not. I did like it. I okay. did like this movie. That was, I mean, I chose it. Did so. you, right? Did you like it because it was a new direction? Did you like it because it was like flipping your expectations? Yes, it is very interesting about like probably like. 75% through the movie takes a mm. interesting turn and I was like oh but then it ends up having like a happy ending mm-hmm. anyway and I felt good um, but I was kind of mad because at the end like something's happening and like the camera's like pulling back and I was just watching and I was like okay and then I was like wait the movie's gonna end right now and then there's a person with a boom <laughs> and Ben Affleck goes cut <laughs> yeah and I was like, I started to get mad. I was like, wait, the movie can't end right yeah, now. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, I guess it's kind of a good ending. Yeah, yeah. And then it ends, and I was like, dang. Very cool, very cool. Uh, but yeah, it's good. It, it, it's kind of funny, too, because um, he's like an alcoholic, but he's trying to like overcome yeah. that, obviously, throughout the film. 
Um, but he's at a Catholic mm. high school. But so, during the games and stuff, he's just like, fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> you fucking, this call fucking sucked, yeah, ref. Yeah. What the fuck? And the, the priest guy who, like, goes to all the games, he's like, listen, you're going to, like, not do that? And he's like, I'm sorry. I'll try better. Right. Uh, that's so that's funny. just kind of funny. So is this a drama or is this a it's, bit of a... It's a drama. It is just drama. Okay. For yeah. sure. Um, yes, I very much enjoyed. Any, I would recommend. Anybody else in it that I would know? Or? I didn't recognize anybody. Okay. But it could just thing. be me being right. stupid. Yeah. But Ben Affleck carries. What's it on? It's on HBO Max. HBO Max. Cool, cool, Can cool. Can you believe it? I think it's on an, another one too, but I'm not sure. I watched it on HBO Max. Gotcha. Gotcha. So... I don't know. But yeah, the way back, it's new. Oh, I think it might list? be on Amazon Prime, too. Uh, to rent or like actually Prime? I think it's on Prime. Oh, okay. But I don't know. Is it one of those Amazon movies? Because I know they're spilling those out all the time. I don't think it's an Amazon movie. Okay. If it was on HBO Max, that'd be surprising if it was. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'll have to know. add that to my watch list. That it is, is good. I would recommend it. Especially my... if you like Ben Affleck and just like the idea yeah. of Ben Affleck. I think my watch list is at like 493 right now so we can make it 494 perfect perfect and that's not even all of them there's just that's all i could remember to watch my basketball one this might might be a little controversial but like i really think when you think about it and think about what basketball actually means mm. that there's no other choice catwoman is a film <laughs> <laughs> like no other. okay jokes aside 1994 this is actually a documentary called Hoop Dreams. Hoop Dreams. Which you watched. You watched this one as I well. I did. I have seen this. Uh, three hours long. Very long. Pretty long documentary. Probably didn't have to be that long. Very much too long for me. But it wasn't that awful. I definitely... Actually, I can actually tell you exactly when I was like, okay, this is going to be too long. It was the halfway point. Because the halfway point, I was loving like hour and a half in because I paused it right there because I had to go to the bathroom. Hour and a half in, I was loving it. I was like, wow, this is really good. I'm really invested in these these people. And then I went to the bathroom. I came back and I pressed play. And then I was like, oh, I'm halfway through. I've got another hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it follows two boys, um, Arthur A.G. and William Gates. I think I got that right. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. Who are 14 at the or like 14 ish. They're freshmen in high school at the beginning yep. of the documentary. And it ends when they're freshmen in college, basically. Yeah. Uh, Like, right before... Like, them going off to college is pretty much the end of the documentary. So, this is, like, a five-year project. um, And they love basketball. And it's just them basically trying to go big. Yeah, get to the NBA. And how it's their dream. And it's their, like... They even say it's, like, their ticket out of the ghetto and Mm. everything like that. And while this movie is uh, effective in just, like, basketball... Because there are a lot of scenes where this is probably the scenes that I would actually cut out the most is every time there was a basketball uh, game that happened that they talked about, they would always, I don't know if it was trying to keep people invested, but the, the Steve, one of the documentarians would say something like the team started out strong, but then it went bad, but then it went good again. Or, you know, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. They would always turn it like multiple ways. And I know that's how actual games go. But when you're on like the 17th game in this documentary, it's like, just tell me how it went. You don't need to play with my emotions. Like whatever. When it comes to like the actual final like championship game or whatever. Mm. Sure. Do it as many times as you want. That's okay. But when it's like, oh, this is the third game of the season. 
just calm that down a little bit because it just bloated it for no reason i felt but again this came out in 1994 i wasn't even alive so what can i say but more than just basketball it is a subtle like it's not saying anything directly but you know it's commentary on school systems Mm. on just how kids can almost be uh i don't want to say like bread but made for their only use being basketball you know like they say they scouted kids when they were like 12 Mm. to like come to the nba and like going that young and being like almost predatory about it to a certain extent and how you can think of when they when everybody around them is pushing them to basketball and then being like surprised when their grades slip where they're saying basketball is the only thing that will help them get out of the ghetto. Basketball is mm-hmm. the only thing that's going to make your life better. And then when they start falling behind in grades, everyone's like, what happened? You know, it's kind of surprising to see that. And it made me, I don't know if the it was going this way, but it just made me think of like, you know, why do people think a lot of specifically black children, you know, want to be NBA stars when they grow up? Is it because that's where most that's where they mostly see black people in general Mm. you know if they saw more black politicians if they saw more black filmmakers everything like that they probably want to be those other things as well but when 90 percent of the black people they see in media especially at the time 1994 would be in basketball games Mm. it would make sense that that they want to be i don't think it's a cause and effect thing you know what i mean like it's because that's where they see their idols they don't have idols anywhere else Mm. you know they have to get those first to be able to look up to those people and want to aspire to be them, mm. you know? So it made me think of that. It was a very interesting thought to have while I was watching the documentary. And, uh, you know, I just got connected to these these children and who are mm. now like 40-something, I think, you know? Yeah, probably. I believe one of them, uh, William Gates, is a pastor now, I think in like Texas. Oh. Um, that's what he's doing. And they, bo- they both had like... Uh, I think Arthur A.G. had like a foundation for uh, kids getting to basketball and everything like that. Mm. Pretty sure neither of them actually made it to the NBA in the end. No. Um, well, it says that Arthur, he like quit. Right? Arthur or, was the one, or no, was William, William the, one that, the one that quit. William yeah. quits. And then Arthur, it said he continued to try, but. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, So it is weird when you're taking this. I mean, I guess when you're thinking about how many people make it in the NBA, mm. what are the chances that the two people that they had been doing the documentary on would have actually would ended up it, making yeah. it, even though they were star prospects. You know, there's a lot of star prospects. Yeah. Um, I think it's funny when it's real life, you know, because it's hard to say, like, anything about what actually happened mm. um, as far as, like, plot and flow of the thing goes. Right, yeah. But it all just kind of came together well and uh, was a... Uh, a very it's a, it's a very good look into this time period 1994 and how things were for people then and how things are viewed mm. if anything i wish they would talk more about the school system and they got into like uh just the condition of where they lived a little bit you know right, like yeah. drug dealing and everything they t- tapped on it if anything i wish it would have delved into that a little bit more, especially with its three-hour runtime already. Yeah. I wish it would have devoted a little bit more time to that, but I was still satisfied with the overall message. It stayed very focused, mm. and it was able to touch on other things. So overall, that's why I picked it. Good basketball documentary. Great basketball documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Football. Football. 
My least favorite of the big three sports. Yes, I agree. Also, hot. I got a hot take. Hot take inbound okay. about football movies specifically. Football. Okay. Football of all the sports movies, football has the worst movies out of all of the sports movies. I told you earlier before we started the show that I had bonus questions that I wanted to ask after we had done it. My question was going to be, which movies do you think have the worst? Which sport do you think has the worst oh, it's movies? It's football, and it's like not close. It's football. It's a it's football. not close. Football has kind of rough. Yeah, it's it not has great. some good ones, but I mean, there are a lot, but they're like none of them. I mean, there's the slaughter rule, which is just like so I good. Just, I mean, we talked about it on the Amy Adams episode. Of course, it's just yeah. incredible. No, but really, there there aren't a lot of good ones um, <laughs> at all. And th- there's probably a lot of like okay ones that are just like fine. Mm-hmm. But I really feel like the great football movie has probably already been made. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't see much of a future for it. I don't know. But people, is football the most popular though? In America, in America, in America probably. Yeah, yeah. I think it is because Super Bowl is a pretty big deal. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's yeah. That's funny how it doesn't have the best movies right when it but it's like so popular yeah it's very strange very strange um and yeah it's probably actually besides racing and i don't really watch okay i guess but yeah big three least favorite sport just as an actual sport you know i'd rather watch baseball or basketball any day of the week oh yeah screw football let's you know let's skip it we're not going to talk about the football screw our football movies no okay uh i Picked a 1993 film, which you've seen, which is Rudy. 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 Marilyn, say it. Rudy. 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 Based on a true story, which was very cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. It's like Daniel E. Rudiger or something is his name. He's a tiny. Also known as Sam. Yes, also known as Sam. He's a tiny man. He's he's a he's, he's a hobbit. He's yeah, he's tiny. <laughs> and uh he really wants to go to Notre Dame because it's his dad's favorite team and it's ever since he was a kid that's always what he's wanted to do, but he's too small and the high school people were like you can't go there. You're dumb and small. He's like, "Okay." He's like, "I'm going to be smart and small now." Yeah, I'm going to be smart <laughs> and small. I can't really do anything about my size. And uh so the high school people tell him he can't do it. So he's like, oh, he can't do it. So he works for four years to save up the money to go to college. Long story short, he ends up going to college. He ends up making it on the team. He ends up playing one play. He gets to play finally. He actually gets to, they call it like dressing for the game. Yeah. He never gets to dress for the game. Yeah, he never gets mostly to dress on the practice the game, squad. So he doesn't even get to be on the sidelines. Then eventually the whole team are like, hey, coach, if you don't let him dress, none of us are going to play. Right. Because he inspires them. Because he inspires them because he works so hard, hard work. with his diligence. And so he, he, he's like, fine, he can dress, but he's putting him on the bench the whole time. Mm. And then the game's about to end, and they have like a good lead, right? They're smoking him. Yeah, so they're like, coach, come on. And the coach like, no. Um, and then they get the whole crowd to chant Rudy. They get the whole crowd to chant Rudy, and he's like, oh, okay, I guess. I'm whatever. Gonna, whatever. And he comes on, and he gets to play like one. Well, two. Two. He gets you're to play right, two plays. Right, right, yeah. Gets play the kickoff, two plays, and, and then he another play. gets the. Does he get the sack? Yeah, in the yeah, last yeah. play, he, he gets, sacks the quarterback. Yeah, which yeah. is crazy. It is. It is crazy. But he's small. You know, he can yeah. get through whatever. Um, and he they lift him up 
and they go, Rudy, Rudy, they and they cheer carry him. him off they the carry the field. him off the field, and he was like the only person yep. to ever be carried off the Notre Dame field ever, unless something's happened. Since I think it said that was the last time that anyone's the ever last time since nineteen ninety three. No one's been carried off the field since then. Since nineteen ninety three. No, that's when the movie came out. Oh yeah, yeah. Whenever it was, I think it's like the seventies in the movie. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Um. And that's the end. It actually ends kind of. Yeah, it just ends. It just they're ends. Just like, they're like, no one else has been carried off the field. And then it just ends. You're yeah, like, it's, okay. it's like Kiki's delivery service. It just ends. It's just over. And you're like, well, I guess there's nothing really to talk about. Because here's the thing. If the movie kept going on, it would stop being as inspirational. Because it would go, okay, Rudy, you got to do it. Now what? fuck <laughs> what the fuck do i do now i've accomplished my dream and i had nothing else i guess i go back to the steel mill in the same life that i had and for the rest of my life i go to the bar and and i act like uh no i get addicted to meth and i'm like i knocked down sugar ray remember that and i do a bunch of meth and i run away from my mom jeez because that's when you put i mean it that's that what way. happened because like really it's not much of an accomplishment i mean it is yeah but like right. oh you got to play one play in college football cool rudy it's good that you did this but doesn't really mean anything yeah and the movie does actually touch on that like very lightly because they don't want to take away from the with the the janitor who used to be a football player yes they touch on it very lightly but really he says like the only person needs to matter to is like you is basically what he says like it's all about you you know mm. what you want to accomplish so I think that's why the movie ends so abruptly, because if it went on any longer, it would get depressing fast. Yeah, right? Because, <laughs> you know, I don't know. That's all I have to say about Rudy. Yeah, Rudy, it's it's all right. It's a, Okay, it's... Okay, I don't want to say toothless. I feel like that's the wrong way to put it. Um, but, you know, it's just charming, fun. It's wholesome. It's wholesome. Very wholesome. It's just a wholesome movie where... Rudy doesn't really have a flaw other than he's small and dumb, but he doesn't have any like negative traits. You know, he's not mean except for like once, you know, mm. where he like storms off and abandons the team for like 10 minutes. You know, yeah. he's not like, like, I quit. He's not a sexist. He's not a drinker. He's not a homophobe, a homophobe. You know, he's, he's flawless except he's tiny. So when you make a character like that, it always makes for a pretty wholesome experience mm-hmm. I don't know. what about your football movie i have chosen do you remember the titans hmm the titans oh yeah that's the one where he cuts off medusa's head and the kraken comes out and then <laughs> yes right? yeah exactly exactly remember clash the of the titans <laughs> the best football movie ever could we have chosen gladiator is not for football, but not I mean for just football. for sports in general. Like it's gladi, it's the sport. I guess, yeah. I mean, I would let it slide. Okay. I would allow it. Okay, but anyway, remember the Titans. remember the Titans. This was the movie I was kind of alluding to when I said I think maybe the best football movie has already been made. Yes, it probably is. You know, because this is like what everybody thinks of when you think football movie. Yeah. You think, oh, remember the Titans. Remember the Titans. Denzel yeah. Washington comes in to be the coach of the Titans. Yeah, I don't really <laughs> remember. Them. I don't remember where they're from. Uh, is this based on a true story? I, I don't know. I don't know this. I it could be, could be, but I am not one hundred percent sure. Whatever, and they they win. 
great job for the Titans. <laughs> yeah. They win. But they he actually win. them and they win. But that actually is the thing. They actually do win. You know, a, a lot of movies you see, they don't win, but they're like, oh, it's the thought that counts. Yeah, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> they win. They win. Which is all that really matters. Uh, Yeah. And it's kind of sad, too, because the one guy, like, gets in the crash. Mm-hmm. And then he's, like, paralyzed. <laughs> no, it's it's a very emotional engaging film uh like when you're on a team you get close to everybody on the team mm. i feel like you feel a bit of that camaraderie when you watch the movie like remember the titans you know for sure where you feel for them a lot you know you feel like you're side by side mm. you know it's like this is our yeah. game people on the tv yeah and like the main theme of the movie is like racism <laughs> well racism well yeah race there's a better way to word that well <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. You know what I mean. And basically how they come together on the football team. For racism. For, (laughs) yes, they're like, yes, please. No, 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 no. Um, They overcome their differences. Yeah, yeah. And they become friends. Mm. Um, And there's a lot of good scenes that, like, show that, like, there's one time where, like, some of the teammates, they want to go into, like, this one store or whatever. Mm. But the owner of this like cafe store is like a racist, and he's like, "I won't let him in my store." And they're like, "You're fucking stupid. We're yeah, leaving." Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think I watched this movie. This might be the movie that made me realize racism was a thing <laughs> when I watched <laughs> it when I was a kid. Like, I'm serious. You're like, "Oh, racism is real." But really, did anybody else have this experience where you didn't know racism was a thing? Because racism is totally learned. Like, you know, it. Mm. Other than. I mean, maybe like people who, when I grew up, there was black people around me. They weren't like, I've never seen one before. If like people in Africa, who have never seen white people. They're obviously like shocked a lot of time. And that might turn to hate or something, you know, when you actually don't know something. But other than that, those extreme circumstances, racism is learned. It's what you're taught. So I, this might be the movie that taught me that racism was a thing. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Interesting. I don't know. Did you not uh, have that? Well, I... I've only I saw this movie like three years ago. Right. Okay. So I would hope that I knew about racism three years ago. <laughs> Otherwise, I've been in big trouble my whole life. Right. I I've just been living that. on my own world. <laughs> <laughs> um. So no, I did not have okay. that same experience that you had. But I assumed. I guess I would have. Right. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Denzel Washington. This is one of his best performances. Not his best best, but one of his best. Yeah. He's got a lot of good speeches. Um, yeah. I don't really have anything else to say about Remember the Titans. I mean, watch it. Just watch it. I mean, if you're going to watch any football movie, Remember the Titans is probably the one that you're going to want to watch. So let's name, what are some other, since we said football doesn't really have a lot, name some others that you think are like, like the blind side. I remember liking it when I watched it. but Blind side is not aged well. It hasn't? Okay. I don't think so. I mean, I only saw it when it came out, and I was like, oh, that seems pretty interesting. I, I definitely it's remember... It's still all right, but... I remember it feeling like a TV movie, kind of. It is, and it's kind of like a white savior type movie. Oh, yeah. Which is... Oh, yeah, because it's all about... Uh, Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. I was thinking Sarah Bullock, and I couldn't think of Sandra. Sarah Bullock taking him. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. So it's kind of weird, but... Eh. I mean, it's still like an all right movie. Right, yeah. Um, The Longest Yard... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the replacements. The replacements. It's a good one. Uh, the game plan. What is it? <laughs> What's the one? Invincible, I think. 
The I think that's a rugby movie, I thought. Is it? I don't know. I just heard that people like it. It has Matt Damon, right? That's what you're thinking of? Mm. I think that's a rugby movie. No, I don't like rugby. Um, We Are Marshall. We Are Marshall. One's all right. That one's sad. I thought that was Matt Damon. That's Matthew McConaughey. Oh. Well. That movie's sad. Uh, Yeah. See? There's not many great football movies. Yeah. Someone needs to fill that void. So, you know. And there's Draft Day, which I haven't seen, but apparently people like Draft Day, I guess. Good for them. Friday Night Lights. That's Isn't that a TV show? Or is that a movie I first? I think it's a Clint Eastwood joint. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I think it's... I don't know. I haven't seen that, so... I don't. Yeah, I don't know if it's good. I don't know. Football. Meh. Football, meh. But racing. Racing broom. broom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why don't you go first? For racing... I have chosen another documentary, but yeah. I feel like we've been talking about documentaries a lot. But who cares? Because documentaries are good. They are good. I chose the documentary Senna, which I watched on your recommendation after you saw it. It yes. is on Netflix right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. It follows Ayrton. 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 Senna. 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 That's his last name. His last name you is can Senna. get that one easy. Um, and basically how he came into Formula One and like totally owned. Yeah, yeah. And it's just kind of about you know what his life. Literally, we just said, is there a movie where someone comes out and is the best and is like, I'm gonna stay the best? It's Senna. Oh, and it that's is. a true story. And it's, it's a true story. A he came from like a really rich family, and he decided one day, hey, I want to be a Formula One racer. So he just did it, and he was really good like, at really, it. Really, really good. Um, and then we'll continue. Uh, it just follows his life. He has a big rivalry with one of his teammates that mm-hmm. turns sour. Yeah. Um, lots of good drama. And then, um, tragically, he passed away mm-hmm. in, a, in, he, an in an accident, accident during a race. On the, in the race, yeah. Uh, he was a very reckless driver, which is part of what made him good. Good, because he's willing to take the risks, put mm-hmm. himself... And others, to be fair, at risk mm-hmm. when he did these maneuvers, getting really close to other drivers, yeah, everything because, you know, it could turn really bad if someone landed on the track. Mm-hmm. You know, it could take out a lot of people. You know, so a lot of people criticized him for that, mm-hmm. and he didn't take to kind of that. He always defended himself in those ways. Yeah. Um, I also think that throughout the documentary, it also shows that he was actually very like pro safety. Yeah. Like he really tries in a lot of the like team not team mm. but like the driver meetings you know before the races yeah. you would like try to like make sure that like oh the these... track is safer like the tires i don't think they mm-hmm. should be there because exactly. if you hit the tires you're gonna flip over or whatever mm. um but i think even with that i think even him thinking he's being as safe as possible doesn't mean he is right yeah you know i think that was kind of like his major flaw mm. you know was that um, did you know about him? I know you were into racing I about NASCAR, so I didn't know. I wasn't. I'm not super well versed on mm. Formula One, but I feel like I would have heard of him, but yeah. I didn't because I've heard of like some other Formula One drivers. But um, like when they like right at the beginning, they're like racing and you, they're like Ayrton Senna's in first place, Nikki Lauda's in second. I'm like, I know Nikki Lauda, yeah, from Rush, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So this was like basically all completely new to me. Mm. Same here. Um, shoot, I just had something I was going to say. I'm sorry. Um, I'll give it a second. I can't. I don't know what happened. What I thought 
was i th- i mean i thought his death was very powerful and the way it was presented in this documentary um, oh yeah and what i also thought was interesting that it said that his death was the last since right that's what i was going to talk about okay yeah so the movie came out in like 2009 or something like that i think it was 10 but whatever yeah, yeah. somewhere around there um and it said that he was the last person to die in formula one mm. up to that date but i'm pretty sure like i'm 90 percent sure that somebody did die like in like 2014 or something okay gotcha gotcha due to a formula one accident mm-hmm. they they said it for him it was uh well they didn't know for sure it was all like a conjecture it was just talking about what could have happened so they basically just dedicated to making sure the cars were as safe as possible mm-hmm and that the track was always fine, you know. That's why they were able to avoid any more accidents for the most part. Yeah, they made new, like, safety protocol things or whatever. But, yeah. but no, very good documentary. It was, uh, like, all uh, clips and interviews. You know, mm-hmm. there wasn't a overarching narrator, man. It was all the interviews and clips, which I, th- I think is a really effective way of doing documentaries. It's, like, mm-hmm. my preferred way of viewing them as well is ones that go that way. Very Very good. Yeah, and it has, like, really cool, like, the on-car, like, cameras that they had, they are going so fast. Like, Very you never fast. realize how fast they're going yeah. until, like, it put you in, like, the front seat with yeah, yeah. Senna, and he's just, like, zooming like, you, around the track. you think the footage was, like, fast-forwarded. Yeah, he is going so fast. Yeah. And then, yeah, like you said, with the part in the movie where he crashes and dies, I mean, you're in first person mm. all the way until he hits the wall. Yeah, yeah. And that was like, because I was just watching, because I didn't know, obviously, that he passed away or anything. Mm-hmm. When I, and I was just watching, and then he just, and I was like, whoa. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, very powerful documentary. That was very good. Very good. My pick for racing is a newer movie. Came out in 2019. Yeah, baby. Ford v. Ferrari. Oh, yeah. We loved this movie. Yes. We did. I don't know. You see a lot of criticism for this film, and a lot of it I get. Yeah. But I guess I just don't care because yeah. I had a good time. Mm-hmm. This movie probably, I said like Major League captures like the feeling of going to a baseball game. This movie has scenes where I feel like I'm sitting in the passenger seat of a race car. You know, like that one guy who started bawling. Yes. You know, uh, with all the the sound design, sound editing, sound mixing going on, uh, especially because we saw it in IMAX theater. Oh yeah, definitely helped it. Really feel you. I mean, you feel your shake rumbling. Your shake rumbling. Your shake. I was gonna say seat. my milkshake was just like <laughs> yeah. flying you everywhere. Feel your seat shaking slash rumbling, and uh, you know you hear it going on. You hear the gear changes. You know and everything. Oh yeah. Uh, you really feel like you're there. Just testosterone and adrenaline mm-hmm. to the max is this film. Um. So it follows. I don't remember their names. Do you? Th- that kind of stuff evades me. Shelby. Shelby. There's Scott Carol. Sh- Scott there's Shelby. Carol Shelby. Oh, it's Carol. Okay. Yeah, Carol Shelby. Sure. And Ken Miles. Right. Wow. Good. Good for you. Yep. Um, and they're basically going with Ford to get a model of the car in Le Mans to win the Le Mans to win the Le Mans to beat Ferrari. You know. Right. Uh, that's where the Ford v Ferrari comes from. Yes, and uh, well, they don't do it, but they do it. What do you mean? Well, because they don't win. 
But they do win. Well, no, I mean, they do win, but they don't win. Right. Remember? It's stupid. Because it's stupid. Stupid rule. And it's a, another true story based on, right? Yeah. Um, Very stupid rule, but uh, it works for the film. I mean, it was real life, but it, it's yeah, still right, actually that's what happens. Movie. Performances, again. Great. This is my favorite Matt Damon performance. Oh, me too. I don't think it anything even comes close. I love Matt Damon in this one. Yeah, I mean, Christian great. Bale is also Christian Bale's great. Great, as always. Um, but no, Matt Damon, terrific. He goes crazy. He does go crazy. The, any problems I would have this with this film is probably writing stuff, mm. you know? Um, a lot of the other characters, there's like a meanie businessman character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who, when he shows up on screens, on screen, most of the time I'm like, oh, okay, let's blah, 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 blah. You know, let's move on, maybe. You need to kill Ken to reel it in. Yeah. So... He was maybe the the down part of the movie, but the rest of it, I guess you could call it by the numbers, and it's I don't know if you would call it like Hollywood, you know, it's pretty, it's well put together, it's mm. like pretty pristine in its presentation, and I I guess people took a, a problem with that a little bit. I mm. saw that as a thing, but it's from uh, James Mangold, right? Who did Logan. Logan? Yeah, I think that's his name. Yeah, uh, and. I, yeah it's good <laughs> like you know i love it yeah it's you said you rewatched it right i've okay so here's the thing i've seen this movie like probably like way too many times okay. than i should have because or at least like the final like half of it mm. because i get home from work like really early in the morning right, right right and i like to eat breakfast when i get home and you know put on the tv when i'm eating breakfast scrolling through for like a whole like two weeks straight Ford v Ferrari was just on HBO, mm. and I was just like, "Yeah, let's go!" Yeah, and I would just like watch the last forty-five minutes of it over and over and over for like the two weeks in a row. So yes, I have seen it in its whole at least twice, but okay. I've seen the final hour or so like multiple times, a lot of times, <laughs> a lot of times. The final scene like makes me cry now every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah it really yeah. gets me. Yeah, it was a good scene. Um, yeah, Matt Damon, he, he really rocks in that scene. I love him. Very cool. Ford v. Ferrari, it's new. I know some people only like to watch new movies. Oh, here you so go. This is 2019, so go ahead and check it out. And The Way Back, because that's literally new. Yeah, like very, very new. So we have two more categories that we're going to go to, but the one we're going to next is boxing or fighting, you know, that kind of deal is what we're going for. So I chose, I think I chose an interesting pick for mine. Sure. Movie from 2015, which uh, I think kind of flew under the radar a little bit. Ooh. Uh, And that movie I'm talking about is Creed. Creed. Now you know what Creed is, right? Oh, heck yeah. Creed, we saw it together. Creed is a Rocky, what would you call it? Spinoff, I guess kind of it's kind of a sequel yeah yeah but there is a second one that i haven't seen i have not seen creed 2 either so i wouldn't know if you would consider it a spinoff because it got a sequel that i assume still has sylvester stallone in it yeah it can't really it's not a spinoff it's a sequel okay i would call it a sequel to rocky 5 or whatever well wouldn't it be a sequel to rocky balboa because there's rocky 1 through 5 and then rocky balboa and then creed i think okay well then yeah Whatever the last Rocky movie is. I think. I might be wrong. 
I think it's the best Rocky movie since Rocky. Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> or Rocky 2, if you feel a certain way about Rocky 2, I guess. Yeah. Um, to be fair, a lot of... Here's the thing. This is directed by Ryan Coogler. Coogmeister. Was it the... Did he do it exactly after Fruitvale Station? I'm not sure. But it's Michael B. Jordan as uh, Adonis Creed, I think was his name. Apollo Creed's son. Yeah. Um, and it the movie is kind of Rocky 1, and that's kind of the point as well, is that it is not exactly beat for beat, but a lot of the same elements hit as the original Rocky movie, and actually some of the sequel stuff they throw in there as well. Um, but it tries to reclaim its own identity with someone who, this is actually, this is kind of like what we said before. He kind of does, not as a fighter, but he does have a stable life, you know, at the beginning of the movie. But he wants to become a father, a fighter to like appease his father's image, kind of. Mm. And learns to kind of be himself by the end of it, just do his own thing. Um, I remember when I saw this, the main thing that I got out of it was just the technical aspect more than the mm. oh, anything yeah. else. It was a very visually dynamic film. The camera, I remember there's like a scene where the camera's going around the ring, you know, like he's going up to the ring, entering it and everything. Mm. Uh, so technically I was impressed by it at the time when I saw it. I haven't seen it since. Yeah. I don't uh, know if I've ever rewatched. I saw it in 2015, either. but I remember because we saw it with, it was a movie that we were just with friends and we were just like, let's see a movie. We just went to the theater and I think we just picked Creed. Oh, you know, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. We didn't have one in mind. We were just I like, don't oh, and we're like, what well, sounds good? Well, let's, let's do Creed. And we were all pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Sylvester Stallone is being a very, like he, I'm pretty sure he doesn't even punch anybody in this movie. Yeah. He's old. He, he has cancer. Yeah. Yeah. He's just an old man. Uh, but still good, uh, dynamic between him and, uh, yeah, he has Creed. a great performance in this movie. Yeah. I want to say this was one of the reasons why the, do you remember hashtag Oscars so white? Yeah, oh yeah, how could I forget? I think it was this year the when Creed came out and it was part of the reason people really felt that like cuz I think it got like nothing and people were really upset. It was like part of the obviously it was a bunch of things, but cuz I remember nobody I knew besides the people I saw it with were like, "Oh yeah, Creed." You know, mm-hmm. it felt like a hidden yeah. gem a little bit. I think bit it had one. Year. I think Sylvester Stallone got nominated. Oh, so that would be like and, that's like obviously right, goes yeah. along with the thing. I'll fact check that. Yeah, sure. Um, but I would recommend it to, if you're a fan of Rocky and you just want more Rocky if you've watched them all, it's it's definitely worth your time. I know okay, there are a lot of people who did hate this movie. I think literally just because it wasn't Rocky still, you know, or they felt like it kind of tarnished the legacy because they're like, Oh, Rocky's old. Like everybody gets old. You're gonna have to yeah, right. Put up with the fact that Rocky Balboa is not going to be a superstar forever. Yeah. But I don't know. I was right, by the way. One Oscar nomination, and it was Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone. Stallone. Yeah. The white guy. Nice. Um, uh, yeah, Coogler, I think, moved on to Black Panther. Yeah, he did. Fruitvale, this, Black Panther, and that's it. I, I think he might have done one other thing, but uh, I... I remember being happy and sad that he did Black Panther because I didn't want him to be stuck in like Marvel right, world. Yeah, but uh, you know, go watch Creed. Yeah, 
Oh, speaking of, I just thought about this. Did you see? Uh, we were we were talking about Coogler being in Marvel World. Did you see Barry Jenkins? What was it? I saw it, but I don't. The remember. Lion King two. The Lion King two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, what is that about? Right, That's right. crazy. And it, it's not the Lion King two though. Like it's not the Lion King two remade. It's just the a new Lion King two. I don't know. I think it's a new Lion King two, not the Lion King two done. We'll like find Lion out. King. I mean, Barry Jenkins. He's allowed to do what he wants. Yeah. Um. Maybe Lion King two live action would will be just phenomenal i I don't know will buy 40 tickets if it means he will redo the lion king one and a half in bro lion king one and a half live action live action i will buy 40 tickets i'll buy 50 tickets (laughs) i'll do whatever it takes so uh yeah good 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 job barry jenkins get that bread get that bread what do you have for boxing picked a movie from 2004 Whoa. Directed by Clint Eastwood, starring Clint Eastwood and Clint Eastwood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, and Hilary Swank and Morgan Freeman, Hillary the trio. Swank. Yes. Um, this movie is Million Dollar Baby. Now, who could give birth to such a babe? Somebody. <laughs> <laughs> um, you haven't seen this, correct? I have not seen this movie. Okay. 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 Here we go. This movie is about Hilary Swank, who is a woman. She has have uh, she has a tough life. All She's right. Paycheck to paycheck, working at this diner place or whatever. She wants to be a boxer. Yeah. Clint Eastwood is a big boxing trainer, dude. But he doesn't train girls, so she goes <sighs> to his gym all the time, and she's like, "Miss, I want you to train me, please." And he's like. I don't train girls. <laughs> Is that your Clint Eastwood Get out of my impression? gym. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and she's like, please, please just train me. I swear I can, I can be good. Please. Yeah. And that's like a little bit. Of, and then they're like, okay, fine. I'll train you. And she's like, oh, thank you so much. And then he punches her in the face. <laughs> Training starts now. <laughs> and then they, uh, they train up and she's a natural nice she becomes an incredible fighter is she, is she natural for any reason no she's just got the the drive the magic the heart. she's got the heart the heart yeah it's all about guts i hear boxing. she's got the heart there's a cool line in the movie where he he was like i think clint eastwood says it um he was always like it's not all about her because there's this one guy that goes to the gym all the time who is mentally not 100 percent. gotcha um and he's always like like just like training super hard but he's like really not good and he's like i'm gonna fight this like super great boxer and i'm gonna beat him or whatever and everyone's like yeah you keep on training or whatever and they'll like they never let him spar or anything because he's gonna get his booty whooped right yeah um but uh, they say something like it's not all about heart he's like you take somebody who's like 100 percent heart and like no fight and I'll, I'll show you him getting knocked out in like five seconds or whatever yeah, yeah. Um, but okay. So here's the deal. Are you ever going to watch this movie? You picked it as like, you know, a really good one. So I feel like I should. I know. But so I don't know if I should go into the, the switcheroo. That's kind of like the way back. Oh yeah. But man, I don't know. I won't go too deep. Okay. Don't go. I'll just say that this movie should not be called million dollar baby. 
basketball million dollar woman. It should be called Manchester by the Ring. Manchester by the Ring. Okay. Uh, okay. Because I get that, but I don't know if everybody would. Well, then they should, but they might not. Just figure it out, okay? Figure it out. About like halfway, maybe like 60% mm-hmm. through this movie, it takes a wild turn. Yeah. And becomes like an extremely sad, depressing Lucas Hedges shows up movie. and just everything falls apart. <laughs> yes. Um, and I don't really want to go into what happens. Yeah. I don't want to ruin it totally for you, even though I kind of have, because now you're expecting something. But really that's terrible fine. To happen. As long as I don't, whatever. But when I was watching, I was like, oh, this is like Rocky, but with the girl. And then I was just like, <laughs> at the end, I was like, yeah. why? Um, here's yeah. the thing. Okay. Here's the thing. I might know what it is through osmosis from stuff I've seen. Okay. Because I'm. I might know what it is, just to put that out there. We'll talk about it afterwards. Okay. If I think I know what it is. Um, are you good? Oh, I thought you were going to say No, something. no, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, this movie won Best Picture. Oh, yeah. Uh, in 2005 or whatever. I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has all three of the leads give, like, really good performances. Clint Eastwood, I, I don't know. I don't like his voice. You don't like Clint Eastwood's voice. <laughs> but he's, like, really good at acting with his eyeballs. Yeah. Uh, especially in this movie. Especially, yeah, sure. Uh, he's really good with his eyeballs. Specifically, his eyeballs. Yeah, right. I understand. <laughs> but his eyelids probably play a part in it. Oh, and his, his eyelashes. And his eyebrows, I'd assume. I'd assume this whole portion of the face. This part of his face. Very including the wrinkles. It. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Um, another funny thing, Anthony Mackie is in this movie. Okay. He plays like a small like side character. And he's actually like really unlikable. Nice. I hate him. Like, like the Falcon. Him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but the one thing about this is that this movie has some of the most savage punches in like any boxing movie. Does she that wear I've her seen. mouth guard? Oh yeah. Good. But some of the punches that she lands or like other people land, I was just like Oh yeah, why? And it's all woman on woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do um, they do the thing where they go? They exhale when they punch. They go. Here you're supposed to do that. That was in Creed. Creed uh, taught me that. Yeah, I guess good yeah. boxer. Also, did you know that if you're doing the heavy bag, you're supposed to punch it when it's going away from you? That makes sense. I didn't know that. I learned that from this movie because she's like trying to train, and he's like, first thing, you're being an idiot. Mm. You're gonna break your wrist doing that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this is a great movie. Highly recommend. Very set. Like really. Like when it was over, I was like, <sighs> <laughs> good. So yeah. yeah, just be ready for that. All right. That million leaves dollar us. Baby. Manchester by the Ring. That's yeah, what I'm going to call it from now on. No cool, longer cool. Million Dollar Baby. It's Manchester by the Ring. If you buy the a DVD, like print out a new cover and go to Photoshop and just redo it <laughs> and show me your work. I will. Uh, so that leaves us with one category left which is our wild card Ooh yeah baby which is basically just another one uh would you like me to go first yes okay well we talked about moneyball bennett miller made another movie um in 2014 which would have been bennett three years later which i've been wanting to watch since 2014 really it's something that I've, i've been trying to watch for a long time and i finally got to i finally did it this is Foxcatcher. 
which is based on a true story. Wow. I have one question. No, they never catch the fox. They don't catch the fox. They don't catch the fox. That's the twist ending. Do they figure out what the fox says? It says <laughs> It says it says Mark 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 come here please. That's what it says. Is that Steve Carell? Yes, it is Steve Carell. How would I know? He's got It's it was in the trailer. It's like the end of the trailer. He's got a gun and he's got like Mark. Did you shoot him? No. <laughs> it's because he was uh doing like a training He's got a weird compound. He's this rich dude, Mr. DuPont, again, based on a true story, who took this Olympic gold wrestler and was trying to make, like, a great team, this Team Fox catcher, right? And brought him all to this compound and was just trying to make, like, the best wrestling team to win, right? And uh, he's just a kind of a eccentric man. Uh, he kind of treats them like they're almost like toys. Like, you know, like they're his little play things because he's this rich guy who had no friends and is like i mean he's like an old man he's like 60s or 70 like he's old and he's just kind of seems not well socialized and really loves wrestling uh here's the thing that is kind of interesting well okay you haven't seen this so i'm not going to say again based on your story i'm not going to say what happens okay how it ends up but uh this movie is like you say movies a slow burn this movie is a slow burn it is slower than burning it's like the same exact speed as burning perfect it's a very slow burn um and uh it pays off in the end i think but if you aren't prepared for that it Mm. would definitely be off-putting for people here's the thing comparing this to moneyball i don't want to watch fox catcher again oh i don't want to watch fox catcher ever again basically (laughs) it was a very tough movie to watch because you have this guy mark i forget his last name but him and his brother were like both wrestlers and it's his older brother so he always feels like he was in his shadow so he was trying to do his own thing you know and uh mark is a very troubled man uh he has like identity crises throughout the movie he like smashes his head into a mirror and gets like pieces of glass all stuck in his face nice he goes on like an eating binge like right before he has to make weight, he gains like twelve pounds, and he has to like lose it in like an hour. Oh, so he's geez. like destroying his body, like doing all these things, or whatever. And uh, you know he gets mad a lot, and he punt. He's and he's a, it's Channing Tatum, by the way. So he's this huge dude. Yeah, you know, pretty scary, and he gets mad, and he gets very aggressive when he wrestles with his brother. He's like training with his brother, uh, uh, Mark Ruffalo, and he'll get oh, very nice. aggressive. He like. I think he accidentally like knees him and blood starts coming out and whatever. And Mark Ruffalo was like, let's just go. Let's go. I get it. Like, you're big. It's fine. <laughs> right? Yo, Mark Ruffalo, my man. I mean, Mark Ruffalo is like, okay, this is, I don't want this to come off the wrong way. And I, I looked this up and I felt bad looking it up because I, I guess it's totally not true. I had to look up if the Mark guy in real life was like on the spectrum at all. Because he acts so, like, he, you know, he, like, punches himself in the face, does that sort of things where I was like, is he being taken advantage because he has some kind of disability? Right. Just the way his, like, brother treated him and everything. And how Mr. DuPont, like, took advantage of him. One thing, and I don't think he does, is the thing. So I thought okay. it was interesting that he was portrayed in such a way. Maybe it was just me. Um, But one thing that happened with this film is that him and Steve Carell 
a lot of people found it this way. I didn't find it this way, but a lot of people inferred a homosexual like relationship in this movie because Mr. DuPont like gets him onto like cocaine. They start spending a lot of time, you know, like training, you know, and a lot of people from that inferred that Mr. DuPont, at least Mr. DuPont was gay and was like getting sexual gratification from like wrestling with him, you know? I didn't really, I didn't get it from Mark at all, like that he would do that, but I maybe got like a hint of it from Steve Carell's performance, mm. but not really, not enough for me to actually like think about it until I read it, you know? But uh, the actual real life guy was super pissed off about it because uh, uh, he had a falling out with Mr. DuPont and was like, no, I hate that guy. Please don't tell people that I was sleeping with him. I'm straight. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So he was upset with the portrayal in that way. Uh, so that was kind of a, a to-do. Interesting. And, uh, yeah, it's just a lot of difficult scenes to watch where you feel bad because you're watching this guy kind of deteriorate and you just you want him to do what's good for him, but you almost feel like wrestling isn't good for him anymore. Mm. It's like he needs to just, like, get out of it. And at the end, he becomes a MMA man. MMA. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Punches and punches. But yeah, totally, totally recommend it. Mark Ruffalo is also, I like his performance a lot. Love Mark Ruffalo. Great actor. Very cool. Very cool. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What's the other one? A hundred and ninety cows. cows. <laughs> oh, geez. Isn't that right? Isn't that right? Isn't that right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about Dark Waters, by the way. Great movie. Great movie. Quotable. Quotable movie. Talk about quotable. Tuna melt. Tuna melt. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Tim Robbins right. also. Yeah. yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, it's my turn. Hey, grammars. Grammars. Hey, grammars. Uh, your turn for their wild card pick. What do you got for me? You Give already know. Well, I guess listeners of the show probably don't know but yet. But I knew. But you know. This is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. It goes like, if I had to pick my favorite sports movies, it goes like Moneyball and then this one right here. <laughs> it uh, is. It is X-Men Origins Wolverine <laughs> with the Silver Samurai. Kind of. It's real steel, real everybody. Steel. This Do-do-do-do-do. movie, Hella Slept On, which I also think is coming to Netflix like this month. What about the sequel? I'm not for sure. Have you seen the sequel? There's a sequel? Real Steel 2. No, it hasn't come out yet. Oh, I thought Real Steel 3 hadn't come out yet. Hold up. We got to fact check. This. If there's a real steel two, I would know about it. Okay, sure. Let's let's see. Let's find out. There's at least see. Tr- okay, here we go. Here's a teaser trailer concept. Oh, for 2021. Let's do it right now. Oh, let's do it right live now. Live watching of. Wait, is this like official? I don't think this is official. I think this is. What is this? <laughs> I think this is a fan cam of uh, Fox Star Media. Fox. That doesn't sound authentic at all. You're listening to the. <laughs> There you mute. There we go. There you go. Okay, we're doing it. What is this? This I, is just from the first movie. Yes, exactly. It's just re-edited footage from the first one to make it look like a second movie, which doesn't. Oh, make that's st- like concept. Ew. Ew. That guy looks scary. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Apparently, Anthony Mackie's gonna be in it too. Great. Why didn't okay. you just look it up on IMDb instead of watching a fake trailer made by Fox Star Media? I don't know. With 30 likes or something? Hey. 
let's get to the movie you actually want to talk okay. about, which is the first one. Real Steel. See, I, I knew there wasn't a Real Steel 2. Well, not I'm not yet. a fake fan. Not, I'm not a fan at all, really. There will be. You don't like Real Steel? I've never seen it. Oh, my God. <sighs> Dude, Real Steel. Wow, what a great movie. Okay, this movie. It's got Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Okay, he's like a mechanic dude. What are, what are the technology. best? What are the best? You got Jackman. You got uh, Lori. You got Janus. You know, the best Hughes. Oh, <laughs> Hugh Janus is my favorite. Hugh Janus is my favorite actor. <laughs> For sure. Um, <laughs> Jeez. Okay. <laughs> okay. He's a man. He finds a, He's, he finds Optimus or whatever. No. Yeah. His son. He's not a good father. Oh. He left. Oh, no. But his son now is doesn't really like him. Okay. Right? But he comes back with his mom and his stepfather. He comes and they drop him off with Hugh Jackman. He obviously has no idea how to be a dad. Yeah. And his son, I'd say he's probably like 12. Okay, 12 sure. good age. Um, And he doesn't really know how to interact with him or whatever. Yeah. But they end up bonding over well, okay i forgot to say oh. he's an ex-boxer he was a he was a, okay the real the real deal boxer and it's the future right i think this movie's set in 2020 Yo. which is just amazing <laughs> it's just amazing i hope so i would have very much rathered to have real steel timeline 2020 than what we're than what we got timeline. right now but but what if real know. steel timeline meant we never got the movie real steel oh man but then we'd just be living real steel it'd be a documentary exactly so it'd be perfect. Yeah. So anyway, they um the son is like super into the robot boxing. Cool. Rock 'em sock 'em. Yeah. And they're at like a junkyard one day and they find an old bot, yeah. fighting bot. And his name is Adam. A T O M. Not Adam. Like Atom. Eight like the Adam that you would think. It's Atom. Atom. But they just say Adam. Yeah. Well, that's how you say it. Right. So they find him and he's like, I want to fix him up so we can fight him. And he's and Hugh Jackman's like, this dude is going to get. I'm just saying, OK, annihilated. if he was a wrestler, though, I don't know if boxers have signature moves, but if Adam was a wrestler, it should be called like the Hadron Collider. And he does like a move and he like, <laughs> bam, you know, and bangs into that. That'd just, be great. Got to put that out there. No, that would be a good one. It's good. Um, so they're like, yeah, whatever. We'll fix him up. And they take him to some like stupid fights and he's like getting beat up real bad. Mm. But he's like, no, I believe in Adam. Um, or whatever. And his original thing is he's like an older model. So he has like a shadow boxing setting. Oh. So like he's in the ring and like the, per, Hugh the other Hugh Jackman's outside of the ring and he like shadow boxes, Very but cool. they make, they make it up so he can like talk to it. So he's just, so now he just like talks to him. He goes like right hook, mm. left hook, dodge left or whatever. And yeah. that's how they make him fight. So they go through a couple fights, and Adam starts to get pretty good. They're mm. they're winning, they're winning, they're winning a little bit. Uh, they get higher and higher, and then they enter into like the big, big leagues, the big, the show, the big like tournament or whatever thing, and that's where the big, big bad boy Zeus is at. Zeus, the number one robot. I mean, this dude is like a destructo beam. Yeah. Um, and basically, they just climb their way to the top. To all the way to the top, um, and they fight Zeus. In the end, they fight Twin Cities and some other people. The Twin Cities fight, great. Very if cool. you ever, just go on YouTube and type in like Adam versus Twin Cities, <laughs> yeah. and just it probably has like twenty five million views. Of course, great scene. And then he fights Zeus, 
and he was supposed to just get like absolutely floored by Zeus because Zeus is like the most high tech, advanced advanced robot, yeah. and like the Yuppie. dude behind it is like a bajillionaire who just puts all this money in whatever. But Adam, he's a strong bot. He's got a strong heart, and he's holding in there. He's holding in there. Yeah. Throughout the whole fight, they're going like I mean, they're like nine rounds in or whatever, and he Adam's still holding holding on. He's getting smoked, but he's holding on. And then Adam's voice box breaks. <gasps> Bumblebee. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Just like Bumblebee. And they're like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? How is he going to fight? Yeah. And then the kid is like, we got to turn him back into shadow boxing mode. Yeah. And then Hugh Jackman is like, no, no, I can't do that. I, I'm not a boxer anymore. You know, I can't do it. And he's like, come on, you have to do it. You have to do it. And then he does it. <gasps> and Hugh Jackman... It like relights his old flame. Yeah. And there's a part that I, it makes me cry every time. Okay. I'm such a baby. But there's a part where it's like the last round and Hugh Jackman's doing the shadow boxing and it like goes slow mo. Yeah. And like this one girl that he likes is like at the games or whatever. And she's like watching him or whatever. And Hugh Jackman just looks like he's having like such a great time. He's like throwing out <laughs> these punches and he's like, ah, yeah. Ah, and his biceps are huge and he's having a great time. And I'm just like, <laughs> He's loving. He loves what he does, and whatever him and his son, you know, they connect or whatever. See, I was hoping that you would say that he had to get in the ring and physically fight with his flesh a robot. Oh Lord, no! Did you, that we'll save that for the sequel. Whether it's like yeah. you, you have to get a substitute. Where's your substitute bot? We don't have one. Then you forfeit. And he's like, wait, I'll fight. <laughs> I'll fight. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Could you imagine just bloody knuckles, just blood everywhere, and Zeus is like, bro stop zeus is crazy but the thing with zeus is that he's never been knocked down not oh. even he's like never ever been knocked over and hit the ground that's yeah. how powerful he is and in that last round or whatever adam knocks him on the ground but he gets back up and it sucks but by decision or whatever at the end zeus by is, points yeah is still yeah. the reigning champion but everyone's like nah dude screw zeus and they're all chanting adam, adam or whatever adam. And he's like the people's champion or whatever super awesome mm. What a great movie. One of my favorite things is during the final fight, there's like obviously like ads and stuff anywhere. And since yeah. it's the future, 2020, one of my something. one of my favorite ads is they have Xbox 720. Dude, like yes. everywhere around. And I was just Dude. like, this is so great because oh that's what gosh. everyone thought it was going to be. Yeah, they were just going to go was. Xbox 720, but obviously we know Even though it would have been the at the 1080 if it by then probably. Right. Yeah. But I just think that's super funny little detail. I think they were going to do the 720. They probably were. That's but, why they had it advertised. But then they were like, people are going to think our system plays in like 720p. I think that was what they said. No. Or something like that. It's like, think that? People are going to think it's like 720. Well, because the reason they didn't do Xbox 2 was because it was going to be PlayStation 3. And they're like, we can't have Xbox 2 versus PlayStation 3. So we have to make it the 360 because that's way bigger than two than 3. 360? That makes sense and then they're like 720 and then they're like but the games are in 1080 they're full definition people are gonna think it's a worse console so they're like well shucks make it one and then yeah they were just like let's do xbox one anyway well because that was because i think they wanted it to be the one stop why am i (laughs) (laughs) yeah why are we talking about this xbox 720 lives on in real steel you know what real steel too xbox 1080 by then if it's not there yeah, I, really, I hope they keep with that timeline. Yeah. The Xbox 720 timeline. 
Because now my expectations are high. I don't know. Real Steel freaking rocks. Sounds Makes good. me feel amazing. Sounds very Every good. Every time it's got epic robot fights. I mean, what's there not to love? Who would win, Adam or Chappie? Ooh. I haven't seen Chappie. Me neither. But Adam is very strong. Adam or C-3PO? Oh, Adam would wipe the floor with C-3PO. What about R2-D2? Same thing. Robocop. Mm, that would be tougher because Robocop has a gun. <laughs> yeah. So that might be a little challenging. But Adam, he would try his best. What are other robots? Um... What's his face from, uh, uh, her face from Ex Machina, Ava. Oh, Ava. Adam would demolish Ava. But she might, like, seduce him. Adam has no feelings. What? Well, she might be like, hey, I didn't have feelings either until I did. And then he'll be like, oh, no. Well, he won't be able to. Oh, no. Did they fix his talking? No, was... Adam doesn't talk. Oh, right. It's his He thing. can hear. Right. So he yeah. hears He's hearing thing. Hugh Jackman talk. Well, well, I don't know because the movie ends. That's true. Real still too. We need answers. Hopefully, no, because I want just Hugh Jackman just like shadow boxing all the time. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, man, Real Steel, amazing, incredible movie. Is it actually like has whoever does the Rock'em Sock'em robots? That's what's called, right? Yeah, the game. Like, the is little... it? But is it like Hasbro or whatever? Like, is it? Oh, I don't know. You know who made the movie? Okay. Does somebody's neck fly up at some point? No. That seems like a missed opportunity. <laughs> but whatever. I'll I'll give it a pass for now. Uh that does it for the spotlight. Yeah, we did it. Are there any other sports movies that you just wanna I shout mean, out? Space Jam. Yeah, I for guess golf. that's a good one. It's for a good golf. golf movie. Well, yeah. You know. Caddyshack, also golf. Yeah. Deer Hunter. Yeah. What a good bowling movie. Great bowling. <laughs> great bowling. Kingpin. The Lebowski. Um, Catwoman, I already said. Um, Eight Crazy Nights is kind of like a basketball movie. Sure. You haven't named one. Because <laughs> uh, you keep on talking. I'm trying to think. I had one, but now I don't remember. Dodgeball. Said a million. Dodgeball's good Dodgeball's one. Dodgeball's good one. Blades of Glory. Blades of Glory. Uh, Talladega Nights we didn't mention, but that's oh, a great Oh, Talladega Nights. Movie. Wow, what a great movie. That is great, yeah. Uh, I, Tanya. I, Tanya, yeah. Great movie. Yeah. Um. Oh, Warrior. I remember I told you earlier I mm-hmm. wanted to mention yeah, Warrior. Yeah, yeah. It's like an MMA fighting movie. Uh, it's all right. A little melodramatic for me. Yeah. But it's got Tom Hardy. It's pretty good, and there's some... I mean, just like I know I talked about Million Dollar Baby having like savage punches, but this one, this move. I mean, there's a part where he literally like lifts him up and he just like slams him into the ground like three times Ooh. in a row, and I was just like, how is he not dead? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a good one. Predators. Yeah. Alien Covenant. No, what's sport about Alien Covenant? I don't know. I was Predators just... is a hunting movie. Hunting is a sport, I guess. So Predators. Well. The xenomorph kind of hunts. Mm, yeah, I guess. But like, if they're no xenomorphs aren't smart enough. The Hunger Games. The Hunger Games. That counts. That counts. It's like Gladiator. Yeah. The first one that I don't. Well, the second one would count too. Yeah, I guess, yeah. But the other one, the other two don't. They'd be like sports adjacent. Yeah. Mm. Hunger Games. Under there. We got a pretty good list there. That's pretty good. I'm sure we missed something in Sandlot. Someone's gonna comment and be like, ah, "Bad News Bears," both suck. of them, even though. Both the bad news bears. The great news bees. Wait, okay. So what genre, what sport has the best movies? Is it baseball? 
Mm. It's either baseball or boxing slash fighting. Yeah. 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 Because boxing, we didn't even mention like a Raging Bull. Raging Bull. Yeah. Freaking Rocky. I mean, all of them. Well, I mean, really just the first one, but all of them. As far as people liking them. I don't know. Baseball, I feel like baseball has a lot. But I don't know. Baseball has a lot of classics. And it has a lot of older ones, too. Like even Black yeah. and White going all the way back then. Would that Abbott and Costello skit count? <laughs> the who's on first? What a great. Who's on first? What's on second? I don't know who's third on base. third. Third base. I know that one. <laughs> oh, what a great. If you haven't seen. Okay, seriously. If you haven't seen the who's on first bit, everybody knows it. But like if you haven't seen it, you need to watch. It's so funny. It is very funny. It's so classic comedy. It's great. It is great. I used to have a DVD of it, but I don't know what happened to it. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. It's very cool. Uh, but that moves us right on to the review of the week of the week where we're going to talk see a review we're going to read two reviews of some movie that we talked about on the show today would you like to lead the way one out of ten okay hollywood promotes murder Mm. oh wait this might spoil the movie okay (laughs) so i know it's one of two okay geez okay i'm gonna guess it's the million dollar baby yeah yeah i don't know if i can read this now Oh, uh, oh. Hold up. Hillary mm-hmm. Swank, blah, 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 blah. I do not recommend wasting your money to support this movie to anyone who has any objective moral grounding or a concept of self-worth. That's pretty strong. <laughs> That's a pretty strong feeling about this film. It teaches that when events go sour that you should just give up and die because you are worthless. <laughs> well? Uh... Yeah, I don't want to read it. Those are some of the highlights. Okay, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I'm going to spoil the movie for you. And sure, I don't want to yeah. do that. Thank you. Uh, mine is probably going to be really hard to guess, so I need you to pay attention because I want you to get it. Okay, I'm ready to go. They because they're offering an alternative title, like you did, Manchester by the Ring. Mm. This person's doing a similar thing, and I want to see if you can get their clever wordplay here. Should have been called Ebola Homes. Oh, Enola Holmes. <laughs> I was like, hey, that's not a sports movie. This movie will give you dyspepsia. Don't they have a <laughs> regulatory body that doesn't allow anyone to make a Sherlock Holmes movie? Come on. Why? <laughs> and that's the end. <laughs> this Ebola review, Holmes. This review comes from someone named... AAQIBJ-92589. Thank you, AAQIBJ-92589. Thanks. That was great. Posted on September 25th, 2020. Thank wow. you. Uh, Ebola Holmes. Ebola Holmes. Uh, go watch Ebola Holmes, everybody. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Okay. You know what time it is. What time is it? It's uh, 5.36. 5.36. But did you know? That you can email us mm-hmm. at thestaglerpod at gmail.com. And you can send us an email like this young lad who sent us an email. Let's, hey, let's not assume. It's a young person. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah. In honor of your sports episode, I got a bit of an odd question. Well, it's when there is a O, oh, it's an odd question, not a odd question. Idiot. 
Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jeez. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's harsh. Okay. Hey, you said it. If I didn't you call them an it. idiot. Yeah, but you corrected them. You didn't have to do that. Okay. What if this is literally a child and I'm just like being helpful? I'm like, oh, hey, by the way, do you know that when this happened? But you're just calling if them. If there's a-, a vowel, it's got to be an, not a. Yeah. So you're an idiot, <laughs> not a idiot. Hey, I didn't say that. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sure you're a nice person. If you can think of thank any... Thank you for the question. Yeah, thank you for the question. We appreciate it so much. If you can think of any, do you have any not real sports that you wish were real? Like in Final Fantasy X, they had an entire sports called uh, Blitzball. Love the show. Keep going strong, guys. Thanks. I'm sorry, but <laughs> these auto-reply suggestions that Gmail gives you make me laugh every single time because <laughs> three of them in the row are, wow, I have no idea. Ha-ha. <laughs> Great, great auto reply. It's, it's so great. I do have one off the t- that I thought of, which is like my number one with a bullet because it also makes uh, controlling elements real, which is a uh, pro bending from the Legend yes, of Korra is pro bending. So go. cool. It's only in season one, but it's so cool. It's such a cool idea. I wish the whole show was just pro bending. I would take a whole spin off about pro bending. I no, I literally wish instead of being world saving, it was her trying to win the pro bending championship. And that oh, was yeah. her avatar thing. I would have loved that. And there could be like other stuff going on. Mm. But it's it's like I have to kill Amon and be home for practice. <laughs> like you know <laughs> and what I mean? Be home for practice. <laughs> like she's gotta do both. I wish it was like that. But uh off the top of my head, pro bending. Pro bending is great. Yeah, yeah. That's the best one. It is the best one. Probably. But uh, basketball. Basketball. It's a movie. It's like baseball and basketball combined. Yeah. Um, it's really weird. We forgot Air Bud when we were talking about basketball movies. I mean, any sports movie, really. And Air Bud got like all the movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, basketball, though. Uh, basketball. Yeah, I don't really know how to explain it. It's like if baseball and basketball had a baby. Hence the name. Basketball. Blurns ball is a good one. Yes. Blurns. Uh yeah. Uh Tron. The light cycle racing. Yeah, that's a good one. That's cool. That, that actually pretty interesting. Yeah, that actually is really cool. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean it could probably be real from like video games. You know what I mean? Like we could just make it a real like there's esports now. Mm. So really any of these things could become real if someone just made a video game about them. But uh Unless you think esports aren't real, in which case I say esports is my pick. <laughs> I wish esports were a real sport. Esports. I actually hate esports. I cannot enjoy them really. I enjoy them. Yeah, I know. I there's just something about it. Like sometimes I can watch fighting game ones for a little bit, but usually I just get so tired. I'm just like I don't know. Speaking of fighting games, hmm. did you see the new Smash character? I did see the... Let's talk about it. Sure. The new Smash character was announced. And Smash is a game where they try to get characters from all different kinds of games now. They try to do that and try to really... The the slogan's like, everyone is here. You know? They're trying to represent all of gaming. So, to do that, they got... Steve from Minecraft. Minecraft Steve. Steve Minecraft himself. I think his last name is Minecraft. Wow. Um... And he's in the game. I didn't actually watch the trailer or whatever. I just saw oh, no. the announcement on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was it. And I was like, okay. And I just kept scrolling. Then I found out people were really mad. Yeah, like, what? I don't care. Is it still a vocal minority? I mean, they were so mad that I heard Twitter broke down. Like, it went down for a couple of hours because oh, people nice. were so mad. 
But uh, I don't see what there's to be mad about. It's a whatever. I don't get it. It's a kids uh-huh. game. It's I'm like, not a Smash player, so Smash is just like a fun party game that you play with your friends who yeah. like your little cousin will love to play Minecraft yeah. Steve and blah blah blah. I mean, I know Smash has like a pretty toxic community. I th- I know they have a pretty grooming community. They have a bad, not a great community around yeah. Smash. Mm. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe that could be part of it. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, Minecraft Steve. Uh, hopefully he just owns. Uh, Marth. I want to, yeah, I want to be super OP. Yeah, another sword user. Gah. <laughs> Does he have a sword? I don't know. Well, I mean, you use a sword in Minecraft, so. Yeah. I figured he would, maybe he could, like, probably use all of them. I don't know. Build things. That'd be cool. If he could, like, place blocks and, like, get higher or something. I don't know. what. I don't play Smash. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Why did we think about that? Oh, we were thinking about esports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't have any other fake sports, I think, that I can think of. Yeah. Um, the Hunger Games. I don't wish it was real though. So, because the whatever, question says that we wish was real. Whatever they do in Alita Battle Angel, she does like a roller skating sport, right? Yes. Pyramid from Battlestar Galactica. Pyramid could be real. Pyramid's cool. It's kind of just like, almost like basketball and polo put together. Interesting. If I if if polo is what I polo. think it is in my head, where's the polo movie at? Isn't there one? A polo movie would be would be cool. I think there is a polo movie. I want to see like the in-depth, gruesome look at polo and the toll it takes on the human body. With the racing one, we could have talked about like Secretariat or something. We didn't do that. I'm not a big fan of horse movies, to be honest. War horse? War horse Spirit? is good. Okay, well, horse racing movies. Horse racing movies, fair enough. Why do you disagree with just like the idea of it with the hurting the animals? and? I mean, that sucks, but no, I just have never really been interested in horse racing just like the whole like culture around it is just like never interested me there's also like rodeo movies that we could have talked about there's one that just came out i forget what it's called though dallas buyers club dallas buyers club that about does it for our show (laughs) (laughs) and uh we're gonna talk okay so guys it's october so spooky season so we promised that we'd have some spooky stuff coming for you and next episode we're going to be talking about also guys it's going to be on the sunday instead of that saturday just a heads up um but it's going to be about the living dead okay <laughs> marilyn <laughs> we're doing all marilyn monroe movies <laughs> jeez I'm we're sorry. doing zombie flicks we're doing all zombie movies. We're going to both pick out five, not necessarily our favorite, just five we want to talk about and, you know, share it because zombie movies are probably the genre that you've seen the most of. Yes. Um, and I also am a huge fan of zombie movies. So we'll both pick out five, you know, uh, that we can recommend to people that, or that have interesting ideas at the very least. And we'll have a nice, slightly spooky themed show for you. And the show after that, by the way, this is really in advance. But you know that show is going to be on Halloween. On Halloween. Whoa, that's crazy. We gotta, we're we gotta do something special. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying we gotta do something special. Uh, we got it. We got it's cooking up. We it's cooking, cooking up. up. We got plans. No. We got plans. Yeah. Don't get your that'll, hopes up too high. That'll be a good one. Get ready for the for the for the Halloween episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. But for now. Uh, we must, as the French say, bid you adieu 
and uh, say goodbye. Oh, I no, got it. Sure. We can what? do it just like in Moneyball. We can be like, you're such a loser, you, Nick. No, you're you, such a loser, Nick. You, you, you're such a loser, you, Nick. You, you, you're such a loser.